What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles brought to you by TheCinematicReal.com. I'm your host, David. I am joined with today, Mr. Jack Renault. Welcome, as always. I'm glad you mentioned this earlier, Dave. This is our first episode in about like a month without like any tension behind it whatsoever. We had about <laughs> three weeks worth of drafts and then we had Oscar predictions. So finally, we get to kick back and just talk some shit about the Oscars. <laughs> uh, and, you know, that's always a fun time. Yes. And Mr. Hunter Friesen. Yeah, I'm glad the, the knives are down here from stealing each other's draft picks or picking different <laughs> things for the Oscars. And I'm glad I'm back in my setup after freezing my ass off in that uh, garage. But it was I'm glad <laughs> it worked out. I was it was it was a fun experiment. What a, what an iconic location for I, for podcast I, I, recording. I, 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 if I could have go back more, I, I probably should have. I should have gone outside and show you where I am. It's the most stereotypical Iowa place. I mean, it was just oh, no. fields for miles. I could have done it in the middle of a cornfield if my uh, if my uh, signal was good enough. So, and a special guest today because to break down such a historic night, we need one more person joining the the show for the first time. Is Kristen? How are you today? Good, 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 good. I'm so happy to be here. For those who don't know, my name is Kristen Siliberto, and I am on the Instagram page at Miss Flamingo, and I do a whole bunch of stuff, so I'm so excited to be here with David and Jack and Hunter. Hunter, I'm very excited to see, because you were on my show, too, as well, and David, you were just on my mm-hmm. show. Jack, we got to get you on my show, so uh, thank you guys for having me. Awesome. Yeah, so today we're going to recap the 95th Academy Awards. I am very ecstatic uh, with... The results, Hunter and I, Hunter specifically, have been working on a preview for the 96 Academy Awards, which it's never too early to start. I started my list on Monday, the day after the Oscars, so this should be a fun one. And finally, I want to credit 1000% Jack on this for his idea of looking at the worst Oscar winners of all time, (laughs) because we've talked about them on the side, but I want to get some of these on record because... (laughs) <laughs> despite how great last Sunday was for a lot of us, they the majority of the time I can say they get a lot wrong. So this should be a very, very fun episode. But before we get into some of that, let's get into some of the news of the week. Uh, the big, big, big news of the week is Quentin Tarantino's final film, which I personally <laughs> love the title. The movie critic is script yeah. is script is done. Uh, it's rumored to be a, I guess, soft biopic of Pauline Kael but you know how Quentin Tarantino does what it's not that so no um I as this final film I just love that it's about the industry Uh, I'm a big fan of movies about the industry the player Robert Altman's the player being one of my favorites of all time um but yeah Jack first thoughts with you what are you thinking of the title and where do you think he's going I'm I'm with you I actually really like the title and it's really interesting I kind of had this thought process like when I was getting more and more of the like plot of like once upon a time in Hollywood but like this time more than ever I'm like this is really gonna be like not a Tarantino like commonality because like where he fits in violence in this movie one of his (laughs) all-time trademarks I don't know maybe it's just a bunch of like violent movies that he makes for the movie critic to review um but, I mean, kind of like how it always is with it. I mean, granted, I've only been aware of Tarantino for, like, two of his movie releases. Like, when I was first, like, really getting into, like, his movies was, like, right around when Hateful Eight was coming out. So, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was the only, like, wait period I've had for a movie of his. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at the moment, I really don't know what to expect. But it at least makes me glad to know that this won't be the last thing overall we'll be getting from him because I know he's working on a mini series of some sorts. And, and he's also sure po- he's also podcasting as well. Yes, yeah. with 
Pulp Fiction screenwriter Roger Avery. Yep. And interesting pod if you ever listen to it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a really it's a fun it's an interesting duo, and I like that kind of like reunion. And then he, I'm sure you'll also do some more book writing too. All right, Hunter, three hours or bus, right? I mean, all Tarantino <laughs> movies are at least two and a half hours. I think they have been, except his first one. But yeah, uh, I'm kind of hoping to get made. There's been a few refutes of it over the last few days, but that's to be expected with any rumor or something as tightly guarded as this script slash project. I'm very curious to who gets attached to it because he's only the top of the top get to Tarantino's movies. And, you know, to have uh, a female, a, like, between that and Kill Bill, I'm interested, like, because Kill Bill is very much action heroine. This one's a lot gonna be a lot different, most likely. So I'm curious to what he does. Is he gonna remake certain movie sequences, like when the critic is watching movies? You know, mm. is Tarantino gonna be making it, or are we just gonna watch like the actual movie? I'm curious. And I'm always happy that a filmmaker is the big selling point for a movie. I mean, between Tarantino and Christopher Nolan, that's Jordan Peele as well. That's kind of it in terms of well, Marty selling movies. Wes Anderson too. Uh, Wes say. Anderson, but at the same time, Marty those are those are like the top. Martin like, Scorsese. Sure. Yeah, the money. Yeah, and like yeah. in terms of us, but like in terms of the regular people, like this filmmakers selling the movie because like Spielberg, you'd say yes, but then didn't work out for the Feldmans. Yeah, yeah that's you know? true. Which, yeah, that's a good point. And, and that's you know, ten years ago, I would have definitely said that, but now it's changed so much. So. Yeah, and Chris, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm excited. Anything Tarantino touches, I love going to the theater to see, and I'm excited to know that it's called the film critic. Like that, like really fascinated me, and I was like, oh. And then I realized, oh, Pauline Kale's like the subject matter. I'm like, oh, okay. And then like you guys were mentioning, it's you know Tarantino's all about the gore and violence and all that stuff. That's his touch, you know. That's his like you know sprinkle to mm -hmm. his cake. And uh, I'm I'm curious, like I'm. I'm in agreement like the scenes could be like you know pulling like you know reacting to them and uh, I'm game and knowing what I loved from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I'm excited for whatever it's gonna be and then before we move on uh I personally hope it's Uma Thurman in the lead <gasps> I, yes! think it feels, I think it feels right for his last film would be her in the lead she is owed an Oscar for 1994 uh, because is that, bullets, is that, is that, a, is that a spoiler for that, your list it's later not, on? It's not, but Diane Weiss and Bullets Over Broadway. <laughs> like, but, but, over Uma Thurman, nah. But I do have a thing. Like, do you think she would really want to work back with him, given the stuff that she had to do for Kill Bill and they had That's that true. Like, argument? That is true. Like, they had that on-set beef. Like, I don't know if she's still traumatized I mean, from it. That's like, a good point. I feel like I would be, even though I would love to see Uma Thurman go back and, like, you know, channel her inner roots with Tarantino. But I don't know if, like, you know, we live in that day and age in Hollywood where it's like, if you had yeah. a bad experience with a director, you're not gonna go going to go work back. with them. Um, yeah. After after how he said her name at the Golden Globes. Yeah, Kate yep. Blanchett. Yep. That's, that's... <laughs> not, that, not that I want to give Kate Blanchett every single role in Hollywood, but I'm like, damn, she would eat that up. Yeah, so I, agree. Good at it. I agree. That I think like, that would be a winner. I, really I mean, Paul, I have you ever read any of Pauline Kael's work? Uh, like the, the famous reviews, yeah. The, yeah, yeah I mean, Citizen Kane. Not, not... I feel like she could be like, Kate Blanchett would also be a really good like person because she just... Pauline Kale is just notorious, and I can just see yeah. her. And she already won an Oscar for playing someone from the 40s. So yeah, yeah. Right. she could do that. Um, all right, next bit of news is where we lose Hunter and Jack, and I think Chris uh, and I will stay here. Uh, so <laughs> I actually, maybe Jack will be around when I start this. So 
I haven't been excited for a Superman movie since 1978, and I wasn't even born yet. Um, so James Gunn is directing Superman Legacy, and I have disliked every single Superman movie since Richard Donner's Superman 2. I, they, I, I, I hate Man of Steel. I think it's terrible. Um, so... Because I like James Gunn's direction, I'm kind of excited about this. I put this on as soon as I knew you were coming on, Chris. I'm like, let me add this to get your thoughts. Um, thoughts. Uh, with me, oh, I love James Gunn. I, I I've been a huge fan of his work since like you know Super and uh, I love Super. Super is so good. And then you know what he done has done with Guardians. I think I'm hoping we get a perfect trilogy out of the Guardians thing because even though some people are pretty split about Guardians two, I absolutely adore it. Um, but yeah, I just am like happy he's like the new face of DC. Mm. I'm just not happy that what he goes on Twitter and he just spews a lot. You know, he's just like, I'm like, no, you got to keep the doors closed. I know you're trying to block the rumors and stuff, but I'm like, just, you know. But I'm excited what he's going to do with Superman. I mean, I enjoy like Man of Steel only because of Henry Cavill. I'm mm. not a fan of Zack Snyder's directing. Like, I'm not a crazy Zack Snyder stand. I'm not like mm. he's not for me. No one on this podcast is either, so you're, okay, you're, you're in a safe space. Okay, good, 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 because I'm not a fan of Army of the Dead either, so. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, I, I, the fact that I like, I like two of his movies, and that's Dawn of the Dead, and mm-hmm. the, I actually, do, and, I do, and I do like Zach, I do like the four-hour cut of Justice League, I think there's there was potential there, obviously, you're Just setting up cut something. Out, cut out the last 20 minutes of that movie, and then it's okay. Yep, I'm with <laughs> you there. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Jack, I know you're a big Reeves fan. Does having a competent director at least get you a little bit excited here? That. Yeah, I'd say that, and also the combination of who we get for Superman. I'm not sure if there have been any like big conversations as to who could possibly be stepping in the role, but I can definitely be won over and brought back because while I might not be the biggest superhero movie fan in the world, Superman 78 is in my top 100 and still just a really, really great movie for me, at least. And I actually need to rewatch Superman, too, because that's been a while since I've have you seen it. Have you seen the Donner cut? That was what I did watch. Yeah, I like it. It's so good. Uh, Hunter, any interest? I Any superhero origin story at this point, I just. Well, it's not going to be an origin story. I that's true. That's true. But so at least there's that. But, what if it's yeah, four it's... hours? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Yeah. Then you know, and he goes back, and he goes back, goes to the desert. Somehow goes back in time to like the 1600s, and you get a whole bunch of Barry Lyndon style costumes. I think, I think we may have one. Superman Barry Lyndon would be an interesting combo. That would be something. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, with 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 Shazam being pretty terrible, and then the Flash. I don't think I've heard it's great from people. So like, I'm okay, but it doesn't. The trailer did not win me over at all for the Flash either. So. Um, and then lastly, uh, this is more for Hunter. Uh, Wait, thank you. A nine-hour <laughs> cut of Avatar is rumored to coming to be coming yeah. to Disney Plus. Nine hours of Avatar, Hunter. I, I, I didn't, I didn't read, but like, is it just like everything they shot is just being put together? Pretty here, much basically? what? Yeah. So pretty much what I read is that we're gonna get the theatrical cut, which is gonna be over three hours of Avatar three, right. and yeah. then. Uh, when it's re- after the theatrical release and they've made all their money, we're getting a nine-hour release on Disney Plus. Oh hmm. my god, that sounds painful. Which is, I that's the, that's where it, you went too much over. Where I'm just, like, I'm trying to comprehend like, what <laughs> nine, what is a nine-hour like movie? Like, what does that even mean? 
Uh, we'll find out from James Cameron what that yeah. looks like. It's just a mini yeah. series at that point. Well, yeah. And I love Big Jim. <laughs> I never will doubt Big, Big Jim again because I liked Avatar Way of Water way more than I did Avatar. But like, yeah, nine hours of blue people is a is a lot. Uh, <laughs> Jack, any thoughts on nine hours of blue people uh, or blue I'll cats as the, I call I'll, them? I'll stick with the three and a half hour cut. I'm probably good. I I'm, I might yeah. get around to it should they decide to break it up. But six hours That's... of DLC, I I don't think I need that. <laughs> That's a good way to look at a DLC. I, I, I even I just like Avatar. I don't love it. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm six okay hours that. of The Godfather One. Oh, sign hey, me up, hey, sign, sign hey, me up for that. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Give us all the deli scene, the entire mattress <laughs> sequence. Them literally moving the mattress from one house to the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no transitions. I want that whole car. And Godfather Two, the man, the black turtleneck guy, literally picking out the black turtleneck from the store, or something. Yeah, like I, that. Wa- I, wa- I want, I want words from him. Yeah, <laughs> I want him to talk. Uh, and Chris, you kind of gave your little comment there. Not a, not a fan, right? No, I, I cannot stand Avatar. I was not a fan of the first one. I was like, all right, we're getting a sequel. Great, where is it? And then here we are, like almost like, what is it like? Thir- Over ten years late, thirteen later, thirteen, 13 years, later. yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not. This is not made for me. I'm not going to see it. And I was like, I'll go see if it gets nominated. I broke that promise. I didn't go see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thir- I'm not a Avatar fan, but imagine if he, if uh, James Cameron did this for like Titanic, a nine hour <laughs> version of yeah. Titanic, and four and four hours is just <laughs> everything after it hits the iceberg. We could just get four hours of that. It's Jack and Rose on the water still like from the minute and they're just shivering and jack we you look at like we just got like 30 <laughs> minutes of billy zane running around looking for a kid he can claim off as his own. <laughs> oh, man i i think i mentioned this when i saw titanic billy zane's hair in that movie is just electric just fantastic oh it yeah good. it looks so good um i i we need to do the titanic pod because i just want to do a who else would have been cast in that role because i think he never really did anything else outside of that and the Phantom and stuff, but like, I, I feel one, like he's one perfect. One of Biff's friends in Back to the Future. And that's oh like the yeah, other, yeah. The, the other big. He's not really like big in the movie. Like he maybe has like two, three lines, but that's like the other thing that like I consider him. I consider him from for sure. Alrighty, so that's all the news for the week that uh, we're gonna cover. Let's get into some of the things we watch this week. Uh, let's start with Hunter. What do you got? Oh, thank you. Well, we have two weeks worth of stuff we watch to cover, so that's you know it's extra long. Not that I'm gonna do it. So, uh, uh, new movies I watched. Uh, let's see. One of them I watched is called uh ennis main titled ennis men it's this it's a small movie i can't say a ton it doesn't come out comes out in two no next week here so i'll be able to say it's like a really low budget grainy 16 millimeter film all in black and white on the cornish islands it's like a david lynch movie where you're like i don't know what the hell is going on here it was you don't know what's going on but you're so transfixed by it the whole time it's like you it's 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 like you found the movie from the 1970s buried in a like abandoned mine shaft and like all right let's see what this is (laughs) can i ask who the director is uh mark jenkin he did bait in 2019 so he does those two movies he's like british so he's like super low budget it's so i really liked it's it's uh, my full review comes out in a week, but it's the second favorite movie of the year so far behind Ch- Chevalier. So, like, two movies that haven't even come out yet are my uh, favorites of the year, technically. So, 
And then obviously we'll go much bigger and bombastic with John Wick Chapter Four. <sighs> yes, oh, yes. I can't wait which, for that. Which that one for that's my third favorite movie of the year. So like it was a good last week, at least in that one. It's a great time of the year, three hours long, probably two hours and fifteen minutes. That is just action. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, I love yes, that. it is. I think Keanu Reeves' acting ability has gotten all time bad in this movie, but like right? it's kind, it's kind, but it's of still kind of good. Time. Like there was a lot of. <laughs> times where people laughed at his delivery so i was like i was like i think the movie's in on the joke but like i it's it, it was it's no matter what it was so much fun so I was, that's all you came for like i didn't come for like analyze his acting and like he kicks ass when the action goes so that's all he needs to do and then two other movies less positivity inside with willem dafoe he plays a burglar like tom hank kind of in castaway where he gets trapped in this apartment he's got to survive and it becomes so pretentious about like arts and the meaning of stuff where it's like triangle of sadness and knives out two were like on the nose they're messaging this is like double that and then make it serious and it's like there's it's not fun so oh. and then shazam 2 not fun because i was just so annoyed by it i really <laughs> like david f sandberg the director he has a youtube channel which is like amazing he talks about like the whole perspective of studio filmmaking and everything and then, but man i don't like his movies at all like the tone it just annoys me, the personality, the whole... With DCEU being shifted, this feels so pointless and just in mm -hmm. terms of the whole structure, which is a sad thing to say that your movies render pointless like by politics behind it, but I feel less sad if the movie justifies its own existence. Yeah. I'm going to see that today, and I feel like, you know, I love Shazam because I loved the first one so much, and just, like, knowing it's not going to really fit into the DCU, I'm just going to have a fun time and just be like, mm -hmm. all right, this is the end. This is yeah. it. This yeah. is what I fun while it, while it can. Mm -hmm. And then tonight I got Yee Yee, which is the finale mm -hmm. of the Edward Yang uh, retrospective of the theater. I watched A Brighter Summer Day two weeks ago, which that's four hours long. You know, that's the longest we have ever seen. That's not with no intermission. I didn't take a break for So. Oh, wow. Maybe it doesn't need to be four hours long, but it was. So uh, this was only what, like three? Yeah, it's only three hours long. It's a breeze, whatever. But when I went and saw a bright summer day, it was snowing outside. It was like a foot of snow. I took the biggest slip and fall on the sidewalk I've ever done <laughs> in my life at that point. I love that. So I think it was right after I had watched the movie, because if it was before, that would have hurt to sit down for that long. <laughs> I would have died. So it was afterwards, so I went home just punched over. So now I'm Aww. fine. And then we got Tetris and uh, a good person, the Florence Pugh movie this week. I'm watching, so nice. see what happens with those. Jack, what do you got? All right. Uh, so I rewatched uh, the now Best Picture winning uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once uh, last week in preparation for the Oscar. Landed a bit more with me this time. I'm still not to the same degree that a lot of people I know, including you are, Dave, mm -hmm. but... I really, I can't say any of the Oscar wins were undeserved, just looking at them as a whole. But when, you know, you consider some competition, maybe, you know, you can make some arguments. Um, I rewatched A Fistful of Dollars uh, for the first time since I was about 13 or so. Um, and I've seen the other two movies in the Dollars trilogy more since, but first time i've actually gone back to the original and it's not like an interconnected trilogy so i don't feel the need to like watch them all like you would like star wars or lord of the rings or something like that um and it's good um it's probably the weakest of those three but 
still has Clint Eastwood and Ennio Morricone music, so it's never really a loss. Um, then I finally, speaking of trilogies, I finally saw Army of Darkness. Yes, let's go. Uh, really late, com really really late time coming, but I had a blast with it. So um, much fun. It, yeah, it's it's probably it's on the bottom of those three, and I mean, granted, it's it's quite a different movie from evil dead one and two but it's probably bruce campbell's best performance as the character i would say um and it's probably also also the funniest of the evil dead movies at least from what i've seen thus far and you're uh, in and you're in and out it's 80 like 84 minutes oh yeah that that's my favorite part about the series too they're all like an hour 25 so mm -hmm. like you could just watch it all in the day and just be absolutely fine uh and then in doing so i ended up watch rewatching evil dead one with um a buddy of mine who hadn't seen it before he he thought it was crazy and i cannot wait for him to see evil dead 2 because his reaction to that will just be baffling i have been rewatching. i'm sure dave was <laughs> gonna touch on this uh what i consider to be my favorite probably my favorite uh, 2000 sitcom and maybe my favorite sitcom ever. And a better terms, and a better version of Friends. A better version of Friends, indeed. How I Met Your Mother. Uh, yeah, like the first few seasons of this show for me is just pure comfort TV. Uh, all the characters save Ted. Uh, I, I I just adore. Uh, Barney Stinson. I I think it is a crime. We're gonna be talking about Oscar bad Oscar winners are here, but it is a crime that Neil Patrick Harris never won an Emmy for playing Barney Stinson, and I think he was up like four times or something. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was around the era where they just said, we're just going to give everything to Modern Family. I think it, no, I think it might have been a little bit before, a little bit before. but I think we were, we were kind of, we were ending in that era. We ended, or How I Met Your Mother ended during the, like that era. Yeah, I was going to say, family. it was like Modern Family was like 20, not, not 20, uh, 2009. Wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, and so then, about like, after like season 11, four. 11, 12 was what, and like that, and like Big Bang Theory. I think oh, that was yeah. The Phenomenon. Yeah, the, the Jim Parsons. The Jim Par Jim Parsons, I think he won like four times in a row. Maybe, mm -hmm. Something crazy like that. Um, and then, of course, um, How I Met uh, One of the How I Met Your Mother, one of my favorite How I Met Your Mother episode uh, ties in with. The other big thing that's going on right now with a lot of us, March Madness, the brackets. Mm. So our brackets yeah, are doing splendid. For the, for the <laughs> only the only time during the year that you will catch me watching sports like more than <laughs> one day in like an entire week, just because I enjoy and knowing what's going on too. Yeah. Like you're, you're... yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's the only time that I like am fully in invested, just because I love the insanity of what happens. I love. My reaction when crazy shit happens, other people's reaction. It's just, I just want to, espe just... especially these first, like those first two days when you just have like 16 games being played like a day. It's just like really, really fun. I do want to give a shout out to the state of New Jersey for the second year in a <laughs> row of uh, yeah. last year. St. Peter's, my, my employer, uh, made it to the elite eight. And this year we have Princeton in the sweet 16, like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. No freaking you, FDU one. And then FDU one too, becoming That's, the second they're, they're, sixteen they're, seed. They're probably gonna be like so close from my house, and I was just like, "What in the world?" I used to take swimming lessons. I, 
I remember so the guy because I I hadn't been paying attention and the guys were talking about oh FDU one and I'm like oh who's this FDU 16 because I don't really pay attention to 16 seeds because they always lose so I look at FDU and I'm like holy fuck it's fairly Dickinson that's fucking mm-hmm. bananas uh, if you guys could let us know beforehand though sorry like, that'd be sorry. better like that'd well, be nicer <laughs> I mean I want Go I'm ahead. gonna say a pun. So, uh, for FDU winning, that's fairly ridiculous. Hey. <laughs> uh, anything else, Jack? Uh, no, that's it on my end. Yeah, our brackets. All jokes aside, Chris, our, our I don't know about hunters, but my, me and Jack are taking a. We've taken a no, beating I'm, this week. I'm, we're, I'm going to the, we're going to the Sweet 16, though. Our cha- our yeah, champ, it is true. It, it was kind of close for a bit last night, but we're, Te- we're, technically, we're, we can I'm, breathe I'm, for a week. I'm, I'm doing the best out of the three of us, but my no. well, my possible points is like a couple lower than you guys, so we'll just have to see. What yeah, happens. we'll see what happens. Uh, Chris, do you want to highlight anything you've seen? Uh, sure. I've been watching a lot of TV stuff recently, so um, I was going back to the time of my childhood of shows I wasn't allowed to watch growing up. Mm-hmm. So one of them was like a series that came out when I was way too young, and that was Dawson's Creek. Oh, mm. <laughs> I. I... <laughs> I love the talent in that show. Mm-hmm. Everybody involved. And I was like, I'm going to watch this. Only because I finished uh, all four seasons of The O.C. and cried like nobody's business when that finale ended. And I was like, I need that teenage spirit again. Let me try Dawson's Creek. And it was so good. I saw the meme episode where uh, James Vanderveek has that cry mm-hmm. in like season three. I just finished season four, and now I'm about to, like, go on. And I'm like, Michelle Williams should have been nominated for something because she's so good at Dawson's Creek. Let me tell you. Oh, my God. She's so good. You watch that show. I know. I'm sure Jack and Hunter have not seen the show, but you watch that show, and you're like, damn, Michelle Williams is acting circles around everyone on that show. She She is so so good. It's like, you know, she was going to be born to greatness. I mean, look at her, like, last weekend, she was just freaking nominated, and she's just so good here, you know. Mm. You know, Katie Holmes and James Vanderbeek, and Joshua Jackson is also really oh, good. Oh, he's good. He's my he's my favorite character of the of the four. Oh, side. my gosh. He's, like, my favorite. I Oh, my gosh. Ironically, it should be Dawson because he's a cinephile, but I think Dawson falls in line. I don't know if you agree, Chris. He falls in line with, like, lead actors from comedies and dramas from, like, the- <laughs> from the 90s and early aughts that you like everyone over the lead like i i don't like friends that much but i think ross is is obnoxious i hate ted anyone that watches entourage i hate vinnie chase uh (laughs) and i don't like dawson so it's like if there was like this era that you just hated i'm just like dawson like why are you so obnoxious i was like i wouldn't have liked this kid like i would have been friends with him but i would have just been like you're mental yeah how you think Especially wanting to wind up with Katie Holmes. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And for anyone that wants to catch it. Yeah, he's terrible. And if anyone wants to catch a show, it's on Amazon Prime. I know, Hunter, you're going to run. It's on Amazon Prime and HBO Max because that's what I'm watching. You're going to run and you're going to start watching Dawson's Creek. I I, I feel it. Which which one do you want me to start first? I got Succession. I I got Dawson's Creek. You picked Oh, watch Succession first. That Uh, one comes first. Because you got to watch that final season. you got to watch Twin Peaks, too, Hunter. Throw throw Barry in there, too, while you're at it. Oh, you haven't seen Barry either. Yeah. No, I. Oh, Barry is so good. I've seen the first two seasons. I, I don't know why I haven't watched the third one. Have so you seen I, The Sopranos? No, I've seen Entourage when you mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, equal quality. No, I've not I'm seen so The Sopranos. I, uh, I rewatch every season, like, every year, because it's just so freaking good. And 
Anything else, Chris, or just that? Uh, I've been watching Daisy Jones and the Six, and oh. that has been mm. like, it's it could have been better, but it's not as strong. It, like, it could have been better. But um, I'm all I watched last night with my family, uh, The Whale for like the third oh. time. I love that film. My mom and I like dissect it every time. Like, she's not a huge cinephile like I am, but she's like so into the film. Like, it's crazy because we saw it with uh, that, Brendan Cl- Fraser. Yeah, that's yeah, where Mont we Claire. met. Yes, that's where we met. And when Brendan Fraser was coming down, we were six seats away from him. So it's like you could have oh. almost touched him and give him a high five. It was like the most insane experience. And then, you know, and my dad saw it and he thought it was like one of the best movies he's ever seen. So it made me feel happy as a cinephile daughter. You know? <laughs> I, so, you got you got you got quite family. I would never show my mom. I would not. Yeah, I, yeah. I, much yeah. props, so like, much that's, credit that's for cool that. that. You could do it. That's it, cool. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to watch it, and then it came out on Blu-ray. Like, what is it? About a week this, ago? Yeah, this week. Yeah. And everywhere I was like looking, it was like sold out. So I was like, wow. I gotta thank God for Amazon, and it just came right in time. So um, we watched that's, it, and that's the A twenty four pickle because. You know, you guys know I'm a physical media collector. A24, if you don't buy it right away, they don't have a high supply of them. So you then you'd have to wait because they A24 Blu-rays always sell out. It's just obnoxious to get your hands on them if you don't get it like a pre-order or anything. Like anything from like a 20 mile radius, it was like sold out. So I'm like, yeah. all these like, Frazier friends are getting it, and I'm like, I like thank like I said, thank God for Amazon, and it just came. And then. I watched the Boston Strangler, which was probably the one of the most boring films I've seen this year. <laughs> Did you? You didn't mention that, Hunter. You saw it already, right? No, I uh, I couldn't uh, uh, figure out the 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 the. The pre-release thing yet and I, I figured it out afterwards so i was just like ah this is the casualty because i wasn't like super hyped to see it, it i kind of wanted to it's a poor man zodiac yes well that's the too. way i saw it as. Yeah. it wants to try to be a zodiac and it fails i think and it's like a true crime podcast coming to life in the worst way possible mm-hmm. um all right awesome all right so for me i i I'm going to split this into parts, not many parts, but just parts. So yeah, since how, how many total do we have here? Not that many. At least? I, well, this week I've seen 40, but I'm not going to go through yeah, all 40. Only that. uh, that's, that's over. That's over the whole year. For me. Yeah. I just crossed 300 movies for the year. So, oh my god! Yeah, so uh, that's that's the last two and a half years for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just put that so, in perspective, and even so, that I think is too much. Right? I think I'm addicted, or not addicted, but like I was like, ah, it's a little much. So since the baby's been born, I've been waking up like at four. So I have this new letterbox list you. called 4 a.m. Gonzo watches. So this, so this, I'm not gonna go through the last two weeks, but I'm just gonna touch on some really bad ones that I saw. I saw this Sylvester Stallone. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't even know what it is. It's called Avenging Angelo, where he plays a, hit, a mob boss confidant who falls in love with the boss's daughter. What it, what, uh, what year is it? 2002. Oh, what I, the I hell? I'm familiar with that. Oh, oh, I, I was in the I 90s. I was going to say like 70s, early 80s. No, I, he's like, he's still sort of a star. I was like, no, he's firmly A-lister at this point. Okay, it's that's... so bad. Like, I don't know. Maybe he like <laughs> owed some back taxes or something. It was really, it was really bad. Um, I also saw, actually, this wouldn't, this wouldn't qualify, qualify as bad. I saw the William Friedkin 12 Angry Men. 
uh, which was uh, pretty. I've heard that's really good though. Like, I mean, it was Jack Lemon is the you know lead guy. Like, yeah. come on, it's yeah. solid. Um, mm, okay, I saw this movie called Raise the Titanic from 1980. God. <laughs> Directed by Jerry Jameson, who I've never heard Ooh. of before. Um, Big name. But it did have a cast that included Jason Robards, Alec Guinness, and Archer. So I'm like, okay. Like, very interesting. So the premise of the movie is that they raise the Titanic from sink. It's sunk, and they raise it because there is a hidden gem inside the titanic and they're battling with the russians to see who would bat who would raise it first to get that specific gem um it's really it's fine but like the i them lifting up the titanic for 1980 was actually pretty impressive um from what we know when they actually got down there in 86 it looks nothing the way it did down you know below but it was something i'll say that um and then a uh, shout out to Helmer for rec- for giving this movie three stars. The Company of Wolves, Neil Jordan can just never direct a horror movie in your life. Just it's well, I mean, he's only done one, basically. and it's bad, and it's very very bad. Uh, it's one star. Poor Angela Lansbury was stuck here. It was pretty. Oh, terrible. Angela Lansbury. <laughs> pretty terrible. Um, uh, saw Scream Six, loved it. Uh, saw John Wick Four. It's my favorite film of the year now. It's fucking incredible uh i i'm a big like 90s action guy and this just i mean just i don't want to spoil anything but there's like an hour sequence in paris that's just like fantastic hunter yeah. do you... there's i'm not gonna spoil I... you. there's 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 a specific thing just for jack in the in the beginning of the movie can i, I ask think... how good bill sarsgaard is because that's like he's a pretty damn good he's pretty damn he's, good. he's, he's chewing it up yeah which is oh. which is what you want which His... i love it I love, it, I love it. I love it. Like Hunter's a big costume guy. I loved everything he wore his, in this movie. He was so good. Movie. I was like, I how was... many pieces is this costume? Yeah, this man, is something. It's so good. The action is top notch. There's like a villain of the week sequence with the guy that looks like a Bond villain at a casino. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. sequence is not a casino, but like a club. That sequence is fantastic. Like Chad Stalski is the best action director. Like I, I hear from others, friends of ours uh, that uh, think David Leach is, but I mean, David Leach can't fucking hold Chad Stalski's like jockstrap of how good <laughs> these movies are. Um, and let me see what else I can highlight. Sasha Zamper. Oh, yes. How was Rena Soy- so- Soyama, the, the pop star? She, uh, she only has like she's only I think she's only like in one or two scenes from what I it's heard. a great yeah. sequence that she's in, yeah. but it's not you know, it's nothing nothing she's she's great. She's I great in a pop star when I looked her Neither up, I was I. like, wait, what? I was like, Oh, she, I mean which is great because I didn't She's got it. some good songs. Listen to her. She's okay. got some bops. Donnie Yen is pretty damn good in it too. Oh yeah. I liked him as well. Uh, I love Donnie. He's also really good. A movie for Jack's this is uh, Jack's taste. I saw Catherine Hepburn and Spencer, Spencer Tracy in Adam's Rib. Oh. Not didn't love it, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, mm. Saw a De Palma's Blowout. Love one of my favorite De Palma movies. Mm, yeah, um, I watched that for the first time over the summer. Right up, right up Hunter's Alley. I saw all the Terrifier movies and All Hallows Eve. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And all the and I saw Texas Chainsaw One, Chainsaw Two. Uh, Chainsaw New Generation and the remake; those are always splendid. How that, that 4K look? 
Oh, really good. It still has the grittiness of it, but it just looks spectacular. Um, Mm -hmm. And some new things. Oh, oh, uh, one last old thing. Treasure of Sierra Madre. Uh, First time watching it. Loved it. Very dark bogey performance. Didn't expect a lot of the stuff that happened in there to happen. And then Netflix never never fails to disappoint me with overrated and bad documentaries. Uh, So I saw the MH370, the plane that disappeared documentary. It's bad not good there's too uh, many documentaries and then i saw every, money every shot week there's a new one. i saw money shot the pornhub story um it's Ooh. so it's not how can i exp- it's more about the the more like the lawsuits that occurred through what pornhub was distributing because so i was very interested in like i thought we were gonna get more of like the law aspect of it but it was more on like the profit margins that these people are getting on from Pornhub I was not into it. Uh, and then I feel like I'm a dad because I've been watching a lot of dad movies now. Uh, I've been on Clint Eastwood. I saw Absolute Power and Trouble with the Curve, which, you know. Whatever. Oh, Trouble with the Curve. And do I have anything else? I think that's it. Yeah, Bo- Butch Cassidy. You, that's, oh, yeah. That's an all-time dad movie. Butch Cassidy was yeah. good. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I hate the final shot. I apologize for anyone that does. Mm-hmm. But really? wow. you, the free shot, just show them get killed. We know it's coming. You, you, you hear the bullets. Isn't, about, isn't about the legend, though, you know? Yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah. It's still good. It's still very good. Yeah. Um, I just want to clarify. Did you watch Texas Chainsaw uh, Massacre Next Generation? The one with Matthew McConaughey and Renee yes! Zellweger? That movie's fucking ridiculous it's so it's crazy ridiculous. it's so funny i could watch i that love it for hours i love it when matthew mcconaughey jumps out the window and just screams boom and he also that's the first that's one of the first time well not one of the first time because we heard it in um in days and confused but he does the all right all right all right in this movie <laughs> and he controls his legs with a remote control jack because i know we'll never get hunter to watch it but Jack, we may, far in. we may get you. Okay, you gotta watch it. It's, I mean, it's two Oscar winners. Open. Two Oscar winners. Yeah. And knowing they don't want this film in their existence, yeah. it means you gotta watch it. It's Shout like... out, I mean, I might just watch it for that experiment to see that. Shout out to Shout Factory for actually getting their hands on this and restoring yeah. it and releasing it. Cause, like, I, I gotta get a copy of it because I just thought it was so... <laughs> I hate most Chainsaw movies, but th- that that's fantastic. And then last to finish off on this week's release, Shazam, I'm... Not completely opposite on Hunter. I liked it. Didn't love it. I think, Chris, you're going to walk into the same way I did. It, you like the first one, you'll like this one. That's kind of mm-hmm. where, where I'm at. It's not as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, Hunter said, like Hunter said, it's very inconsequential to the future of DC. So watch it the way you, you, you mentioned, and I think you'll, you have yeah, a, you'll have a good time. That's the best way I'm going to do it. And I just love the cast. I mean, Helen Mirren, Rachel Zegler, Zachary Leva. I'm like, oh. Did you, you at least me. think they were good, Hunter? be nice if they had something to do they <gasps> did they had some good sequins uh i they're fine they're fine oh darn one day <laughs> one day we're gonna get this that comic book movie for hunter I, well, I, well, I, one well, day it, for a good run at the mcu is doing well i mean they're just on a slump so i'm okay with it but man when we had that uh ranking for like the dc projects the last like in the group chat the other day i just just silently went like I don't even like any of these movies. So I'm gonna sit over here. <laughs> I like the director's cut of uh, BBS. I kind of like. 
I do like Doom, that. I do like once, that. Too. Once Doomsday gets in the picture, I'm like, eh, who cares? But before that, I actually really like it. Yeah, I'm a fan of that one too. Uh, all right, cool. So that's everything I watched. Let's get to what we're here today. A few things to do. Uh, let's start with a recap of the 95th Academy Awards. Um, I I'll start off with just like overall thoughts on the show. Jack was on a stream with me, Helmer and Tyler. Uh, we watched it together. I thought it was a very well produced show. Um, I didn't feel the length at all. Usually, I'm looking at my clock. I'm like, oh my god, here we go. Like, let's get this over with. Uh, I like the little touches that they did. I, I wasn't sure how I would feel about doing the act, some of the categories together, like the acting categories. But I thought overall the presentation there was really solid. Uh, winners wise, I mean, it's it's a lot to say here, but I have some stats to throw at you guys. So, A twenty four becomes the first studio in history to win all the acting awards. Everything Ever All at Once becomes the winningest above-the-line movie in the history of the Academy Awards, surpassing It Happened One Night, Cuckoo's Nest, and Silence of the Lambs. K.E. Kwan becomes the second Asian winner and supporting actor. Michelle Yeoh becomes the second person of color and first Asian lead actress winner. Everything Ever Everywhere All at Once becomes the first film since 2013's Gravity to win seven Oscars uh, and the most awarded Best Picture since 2008's Slumdog Millionaire. It's the third movie in history to win three acting categories, but the first to win Best Picture. It follows Streetcar Named Desire and Network. A24 won nine Oscars, more than any other studio or distributor, with everything ever all at once, uh, winning seven of the eight top awards. The only top award it did not win was Adapted Screenplay, and if The Whale was there with the two wins that it did have, it was an argument that The Whale could have maybe won Adapted Screenplay. Didn't win lead actor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it wasn't sure. Eligible, so. I mean, I'm sure if women wasn't talking, would have swept. Mm-hmm. And then the Fablements become the first English language TIFF Audience Award winner to lose every single Oscar nomina- uh, nomination it had since <laughs> David Cronenberg's Eastern Promises, and it's the first Steven Spielberg movie to be shut out. Uh, I don't even know. I guess it's a stat since Ready Player One in 2018. Wow. Uh. Let's say the first one that got more. Than I was going to say this is more let's, in line let's... with like the color purple being mm-hmm. up for like an uber amount of nominations. So yeah, you said you said thing. you said English language. So what's the the the, the non? Yeah, what's the? That, yeah. I didn't look at too specific to not. I didn't look give at that. The other part. I didn't look at oh. that. Oh, sorry. And then this, the is, lot... an, this is an independent like, research. Me- like here. memoirs of each. I'm not sure what the. No, yeah. It's probably um. And then uh, I don't. And then the last one I have, uh, Everything Ever All at Once becomes the most awarded movie in history, surpassing Lord of the Rings Return of the King. It was nominated for 404 nominations throughout the award season, and it won 264 awards throughout the season. Uh, that's, a t- that's a tough record to beat. But yeah, Jack, thoughts on the Oscars as a whole? I mean... <sighs> There is quite a lot to unpack, as you said. I think the first thing that we just need to acknowledge going forward when making our predictions, because this is something that we can definitely write off from time to time, and that is while the Academy continues to get younger and younger, we do need to take film Twitter into account because (laughs) they're the ones who are on film Twitter now. Uh, And it's not like, you know, the old steak eaters, um, who would just vote for whatever historical epic was out that year for best picture. Uh, So, I mean, the Academy, I think, really is making that 
like change in votership known and this is definitely proof of it uh and i think it just really kind of is ushering in a new era i think for the oscars i think the viewership increase while it's definitely not i don't think anything great the increase from what it was over the last few years is good uh the the show like you said i think it was well produced i love the the utilization of older winners like for the best cinematography they had like a little clip of lawrence in the background and other winners throughout history uh, so just kind of the way that they paid homage to other movies unlike the previous year which kind of in a lot of ways felt like a big disney ad like mm-hmm. they had the big they had the big warner brothers ad and i was like oh nice they're giving a shout out to other movies because i remember last year they had like three different light year trailers throughout the whole <laughs> ceremony so like well, we only had one this year then yeah <laughs> um but yeah in terms of the winners um I'm definitely satisfied, I would say, but at the same time, it's also a little upsetting that in a year as good for movies as 2022 was that only three movies are able to win two or more Oscars. Uh, And like you mentioned, A24 is responsible for two of those three movies. So it definitely would have been nice to have seen some other love shown to other movies, especially when you look at the movies that were shut out with no... Oscars, I mean, Banshees of Indy Sheeran, Tar, Fablemans, definitely movies that are very well beloved and are going to continue to be so, I think. And just upsetting they didn't get anything. So it was, it, it's uh, everything everywhere is a really, is a great movie and I'm glad it won. But it's also the thing where it was such a good year that I would not have been like the most happy if like one thing like swept as it did. Um, and yeah all right hunter what do, what do you have yeah no I'm, I'm glad everything everywhere all once went. i think it was a year ago yesterday i i saw it so like that's kind of nice that it's you know a year ago from yesterday i was just like oh this was a really fun movie i and i enjoyed it. it'll be close to my top 10 list and it was and then now it's like here it is with seven oscars to its name like obviously who would have predicted that which makes it even more fun that we're going to do predicting the 2024 oscars we're like <laughs> Well, what's going to happen? Who knows? So that's the fun of it. So, And I'm glad it won because uh, it's a movie that people really care about, actually, which you can't say the same mm-hmm. for that for the last couple movies. I mean, like, Nomadland, people like, but, like, nobody's rewatching that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I, no one's doing that. Same with uh, Coda, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. And now, like, Parasite, people love, but it's like, I don't even... Green Book, Shape of Water, a little bit. People don't love those movies. Like, people like them, but... They don't love them and want to rewatch them like the way everything everywhere and care about them as much as that one. So I'm glad that that movie with that much support and passion behind it won. Because like if Fableman's won, we would all been happy. But it's like, mm-hmm. what did it have lived as like one of the great Best Picture winners that we would have you know looked back upon, being like, wow. And probably not. It would just been like, eh, whatever. So I think it would have been thought... the would have been the King's Speech. Oh yeah. God, please don't yeah. mention that. Ugh. I really like. But yes, I agree that nobody's <laughs> gonna go back and like. Like, hey, let's watch this the King's Speech on a Friday. Night. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I totally understand that. No one ever like, the King's Speech. Yeah, but everyone's, people want to like one of my friends. He only watches the like, Marvel movies, big movies. And I said, hey, you should watch everything everywhere all at once. He's like, yeah, I've seen it three times already. I was like, what? And then <laughs> like people like that have seen these movies. This movie really care about it. So that's nice. That the Oscars were able to. That it was able to be part of that conversation. And then I thought the show was great. I think Jimmy Kimmel's monologue was great. I, 
Even though I was sad about it, I love the Babylon joke. Yeah, that was it was it was so funny. Yeah, even though I'm sad that it, it it it's a fact, but it was funny. And then I think it was it was one of those we that was the only like self-deprecating joke. Like last year, it was very much a who watches these movies, who cares about this show. Like yeah, yeah, we know we're rich elitists. So it was like the, the the most intrinsic value. This show is about rich people giving gold awards to each other. It's elitist no matter which way you do it. Just accept it and have fun with it. At least they went back to that. So I was happy they did that. And yeah, there's no reason to make it three hours long. It can't, you can't do the show the way you want it in within three hours. It's, we try and it definitely doesn't work last, last year. So like the only thing you're, you're beating out at 10 o'clock is the, the 10 o'clock news. I don't mm-hmm. care about 10 o'clock news or whatever, you know, the West Coast or East Coast. I don't know how you guys have it. But that's what's on right after the Oscars is like the news. So I was like, "Yep, it's the news." Cares? Make it make it forty minutes longer. I don't care what the weather is tomorrow. I can look it up. <laughs> or it's like <laughs> NCIS Hawaii. Oh, it, you guys gonna be talking about this? <laughs> I was like, "It's so goddamn cold." I know what it is. It's zero degrees outside right now. I'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, cool. All right, Chris. Thoughts on the Oscars? I'm on a hundred percent agreement with Hunter. Uh, I will say, much better than last year's. I mean, I couldn't stand Amy Schumer and just her flying as freaking Superman. What is it? Spider-Man? Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is just like a cringe fest of like, you know, women trying to be funny. And I'm all for that. If you female comedians love it. But I was just like, oh, like everything just came out of their mouths. And I was just like, oh, I just want, I just want to know the winners, please. Can we just move on from all these jokes? And then this year it was well produced. I loved how everything just moved like it flowed mm-hmm. to an insane degree. Like, I don't know who the director was of the Academy this year, but it just felt like, you know, they were on their A game and, I love the fact everything everywhere all at once won. You know, was a big supporter of that film. You know, like everybody I've talked to was like rooting for that film, and I just that just made like a film that brought everybody together was rooting for that movie to win. And you know, it would have been nice to see like Babylon win. You know, best score over Quiet on the Western Front. Say if you love that movie, but that score should have freaking won. I love that Voodoo Mama. Oh my god, that song. But um, yeah, was pretty happy with all the wins. Um, however, I think I'm in the like, hot topic category. I think Stephanie Hensu should have won over Jamie Lee Curtis because I think Stephanie Hensu gives a much stronger performance than Jamie Lee Curtis and Everything Everywhere All at Once. So. But otherwise, I was pretty happy with most of the winners. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think we're all in agreement. It was a great ceremony. I guess uh, that's a good segue to talk about some of the winners. Uh, we can bypass the first award of the night, which was uh, animated feature. Yay, Guillermo del Toro, I mean, Pinocchio. It was. It's, it's a great winner. But, it's a great winner. Know, yeah, it's expected. You it's know, an expected it, winner. They, they had him on the stage. By the time they announced the award, they're like, you know. So like, the, that kind of shows. Speaking of Guillermo, when Jimmy Kimmel mentioned like the Guillermo joke, and they, I don't think they plan to go to Guillermo del Toro. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe Jimmy didn't. I think the cameraman like was like, "Oh, I got something here," or like the director. Yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, but yeah, good speech. Kind of the same thing he's been saying all season about like animation is not. And shout out to uh, anyone that hates animation because he's right. Animation is mm-hmm. not, is. Is more than just that. Like, it's true media. Uh, I also would have been happy if uh, Puss in Boots won for Last Wish would have won. I was yeah. rooting for both Puss in Boots and P- uh, Pinocchio. Like, I would have uh, been happy with either or. Honestly, I'm, I'm yet to see the Sea Beast, but I'm 
Pinocchio, Puss in Boots, uh, Marcel, and even Turning Red. I mean, I think it was a it was a really yeah. good year for animated Agreed. feature. Agree. I don't think it was great for Disney in twenty. 22 because i was did he, i didn't mm-hmm. even bother with turning red and i was just like knowing but like the buzz lightyear didn't get nominated mm-hmm. when they were no- promoting it heavily last year i was right, like yeah mm, that that shows volumes with that so and they won't be winning this year next year either because uh, another movie that i'm sure we'll talk about um there's a few you know. supporting actor best speech of the night uh like yeah. just him looking at the kihi kwan and when he was out there saying, like, Mom, I just won an Oscar, like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So good. So, so, so good. Uh, is that your favorite speech to everybody, or did you guys have another one? His was definitely the best, aside from uh, Brendan's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably top two. Um, supporting actress, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, takes it home. Do you guys consider that more of a legacy? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. like we did our predictions. Like we when we did our prediction pod, uh, I was on board. Jack was in the middle, and then my argument put him over the top on it. I, I is Stephanie Shu the best for me in this category? I think so. I'm. Um, mm-hmm. sh- well, did I think she ever had a shot over Jamie Lee Curtis? Absolutely not, because no. like Jamie Lee Curtis is, I. I'll just say this. I'm not going to repeat what I said a couple of weeks ago. I'll just say, like, I think she is very crucial to this movie's success and her, the way she was able to market it to the elder statesman in the Academy. A lot of, like, film Mm -hmm. Twitter just don't understand. Like, she is a big reason why this movie dominated the way it did. Um, A lot of people saw this movie because of Jamie Lee Curtis. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's she deserves credit for that. She should have won the Oscar. You know, whatever. Who knows? I don't probably not for this. Who cares? In my terms, there's been worse Oscar winners in even the last like 10 years in Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, Am I happy? Just imagine winning it for like Halloween kills. Listen, (laughs) I'm sure they were thinking about that when they were filling out the ballots. It would not have shocked me if they thought of like the fact that this 64 year old woman led a new trilogy of a horror film to substantially very good box office results. I mean, I'm sure that wasn't something that came to mind like eld- like women of that age don't lead a franchise nowadays and the fact that she was able to she's done it i i like the win i'm very happy that she's an oscar winner mm-hmm. like i said is it the best ever no of course not probably no. bottom 25 of anything but i to yeah. me loving halloween and loving her all like my mm-hmm. whole life i'll just guess let her let her have a moment i'm fucking perfectly fine yeah. with it uh jack any thoughts no i'm right i'm right there with you and like i'm i completely agree i think you could argue that just about every other performance that was nominated might have been better you could absolutely argue that it wasn't even the best performance that was nominated in that category from that movie mm. um and then also like i've been hearing a lot of like arguments and stuff in regards to, like the to the career oscar and like angela bassett but like in that regard you also get Jamie Lee Curtis, you get the career mm-hmm. Oscar on top of the best picture at that point guarantee. So, yeah. like, mm-hmm. it kind of just makes sense. And I think, yeah. and to go piggyback off that, I'm, I'm, I think there are more more people in the Academy have Hunter's opinion about comic book movies than they have, like, Kristen and my opinion on comic book I movies. I don't hate them, but... But yes. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, they, yeah, you, yeah, wouldn't, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't award them. No. So, the, like... The, the, mean, Black Pan- the Black Panther costume, great winner. I love uh, that. So, but I mean acting wise. Well, uh, 
No, I wouldn't have. Yeah, so like I can like I, I mean she should be following this her people should be following the season for her to let her know like there's a good chance you may not win cuz her be it's perfectly okay to be angry and upset. Everyone wants to win an Oscar, but like mm-hmm. I feel like she was one very upset and two I don't think she was kind of her people probably didn't let her know of like how the season was. She was like I mentioned, she was Sylvester Stallone in Creed. In the end of it, she won mm-hmm. Globe and Critics, I, and then completely fell yeah. off there. Which yeah, it, it, it it's kind of not. It's a cruel twist of fate that she won the Globe and yeah. the Critics Choice, and then it's just took took it away from her. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we're yeah. so close. You felt like she was really you know, close after, after the Critics Choice. We were all like, well, the season's kind of over for the most part, and then and then once BAFTA went to. Uh, Condon expectedly, which mm-hmm. that one was fine, and then once she lost SAG, it was like, yikes! So it's like a mixed bag because at that point it was like, who could actually win at this point? And yeah, very exciting yeah, can, category. Can, can though. we all, can we also also just take a second to appreciate the fact that we're not in the timeline where the only everything everywhere Oscar winner was Jamie Lee Curtis? There could have been a time because there, there, yeah. there was a potential that that could have been the outcome. <laughs> and 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 I do remember, and I'm sure like Jack and, and Hunter, we've talked about the Oscars so much off the line. Like there was a time where this was the norm. Like these career Oscars were like, well, they still are not oh, as yeah, much as yeah. they used to be though. Like it used to be like you have me- very mediocre performances. Like, for example, like Will Smith was a, a career Oscar last year, but I genuinely think he was very good in the movie. Like yeah. you have like, and you could say he's one or two. Mm-hmm. Pacino in Scent of a Woman, I think he's very good. That's a, kind of the example that comes to mind right away. Yeah. But yeah. I, he's not, he shouldn't have won over over Denzel Washington, but like mm-hmm. that's, that's the era that we were in at the time. Jack, you were going to say something? Oh, I was going to say another one. It kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Still Alice, a movie that had like yeah. no really love oh, whatsoever. God, yeah. oh. I mean, ju- I mean, Julia and Moore cleaned house that whole season. Over. I mean, yeah. Oh man. I mean, I mean, uh, Rosamund Pike. I, mean, I don't. I don't get and it. Even still, like the category that that's year was just weak as hell. Me. I mean, like you had one nominee that was up for Best Picture, and it was Felicity Jones for The Theory of Everything. So like two Fincher movies in a row lead actress got screwed yeah with dragon more tattoo on that later Dra- more on that later yeah oh uh, uh, okay well you might be double dipping then <laughs> carrie condon did look upset she was like but uh, she she had a reason because i thought she was legit well, number two I'm, I'm okay with anybody being upset this is a like it's long for us we were talking about like oh it's finally over but like imagine like angel bassett where you this Chadwick Boseman dies. You have to film the movie. You True. have to deal with his passing, right. and then it comes out. You have the whole Oscar season. You got to talk. It's like three years of your life is dedicated to this, and then you come mm-hmm. so goddamn close, and then yeah. they're not win. Like that's you're on the. It's basically you're on the one yard line, and you not even that. The best song winning. I'm not winning. Losing too. Yeah. Even it's like nothing won from that film. I don't even think right. No, uh, Ruth Carter no. for her costumes. That's okay. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, lead actor, uh, great speech. Love, love like the forty whale puns he had throughout his speech. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was one of those, another early award, not the actual one, but like once it won makeup, it was like oh. yes, yeah. Yep. yeah. And then obviously the other awards that Elvis didn't win. That kind so of sealed was, the deal. Yeah, I'm with that, that, yeah, yeah. That that costume loss, that that was just yeah. kind of like it's over. And I he's, you thought Elvis didn't win. How that happened? Yeah. How that happened is honestly quite baffling. I yeah. agree. Quite, Elvis was, going like over what eight, something yeah. like that. Over yeah. seven. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm happy for him. I mean, he could be back. I mean, not just to present, he could be back next year in supporting actor with uh, 
Killers of the Flower Moon because he's uh-huh. in, in that next year. Uh, lead actress. Uh, by the time when Jamie won, I started feeling okay. I'm like, I think, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. I think we're good here. Uh, Mich- mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh, probably my favorite win of the night outside of picture. Uh, and mm-hmm. the Dan is winning director. Yes, we can talk about Kate Blanchett. She's incredible. But uh, I mean, Lydia, Lydia Tarr is Lydia, an egot. She's fine. She's, she's fine. fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. And Kate, also, like, if any of any actor in like history to tie Catherine Hepburn, I think Kate Blanchett easily has the best chance. Yeah, like, I mean, she's, for, I, if if she gets four Oscars and has it within the next five years, I would not be surprised I, at all. I agree, one thousand percent. Yeah. I even even I think Kate voted for Michelle. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she didn't so, want to even win the Critics' Choice. She did not care what she made. Yeah, she she was like, I don't want to win this. She's like, <laughs> to be honest, if she could, I think she would have voted for uh, to Leslie. Honestly, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> she plugged it. She plugged it. She did, did not happen. Andrea Risenberg would have yeah. won. I do. I yeah. do like that Andrea Risenberg and and Anna DeArmas were generally like standing up on Michelle Yeoh yeah, right away. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like that, yeah. that. I like that. Well, you know, they, they knew they were there. Like, just they, the yeah. nomination was good for them, and I'm glad. Agreed. And now the John Wick, John Wick franchise can use Academy Award nominee Anna DeArmas and all their promotion for next year's Ballerina. True. So that's, True. that's good, a win for Lionsgate. Uh, adaptive screenplay, women talking. Love the win, love the speech, mm-hmm. love the suit that mm-hmm. she was wearing. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Sarah Polly is actually going to be, her next film is on the award season. I love that. Yeah, which sounds Ooh. great. Same. Um, yeah. Original screenplay, everything ever all at once. Not shocking here. Uh, yeah. Poor one out for Banshees on that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That, that, that would have been the one uh, everything everywhere deviation I would have really liked to see just because that yeah. Banshees might have been my favorite of like the big nominees, mm-hmm. but and yeah, mm-hmm. and, 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 all, and that was also the one that like back in August, I think I, we a lot of us were kind of like we were feeling really safe about like a lone screenplay win potentially. And then, you know, as the season continued, it just leaned more and more and more in its favor and it still got it at the end of the day. And the screenplay and the screenplay trajectory that I had mentioned on the podcast and the upcoming suit coming to fruition, it followed the, the, um, the, the, the McDonough, the, yeah. the, the McDonough train. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. then we have international feature, the shock of the night, all quiet on the Western front, Woo-hoo. Uh, documentary feature Navalny, good win, good speech, very sad speech, yeah. but very good mm-hmm. speech. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me see what else here. Original score, um, like Chris was mentioning before. Hunter, that video you posted killed me. I was I was so upset with Avalon's loss, but then you posted that video. I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty funny. There you go. That's what I've been doing. I've been listening. I think I've listened to that score like four times over at work these last few days. I love it. <laughs> it's I a... love the Avalon score the most probably but i'm very happy that i won it also because i love that one too it's a very good like i think it's a good score i'm with hunter but it doesn't touch and Babylon. i feel like it's i love i love score. people hate it. yeah it's poor man it's very, Hans zimmer yeah i was gonna i was gonna oh, say I was it's, gonna it's say. better than that it's better than Hans zimmer at times too like Hans zimmer could be poor man's the academy zimmer. probably oh! thought <laughs> the academy probably thought they're like, "Oh, we're voting for Hans again with this score." They don't. Yeah, let's just give it to Hans. <laughs> you are hating. That's the, this is also I. I'm. I'm. This is my Jamie Lee Curtis. Where I'm like, should have won, beat Babylon. Maybe not, but goddamn, I'm happy that people hate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is my sore, sore winner kind of thing. Or I'm just saying, hey, this is a great one. Production design. Another. This is this is, this is crazy. It so all quiet. So it sucks. We should. This is the lesson learned for us next year. Go with the best picture nominee, 
if the front well, cr- if the front runner going in is not a best picture nominee. Yeah, but because but Babylon swept the whole season. Like that's pro- the thing you go with that if it's a sweeper. Yeah, but production design doesn't usually go for a movie that's not a best picture des- nominee. So that's a, but I, it, so next year if Killers of Flower Moon wins Critics Choice, the Guild, and the BAFTA, what it's gonna have? It's gonna it's gonna be a best, best picture. picture. Yeah. So you know what? But like. If something wins all those, I can't not pick it's it tough. at that point. Especially the, when All Quiet won nothing. nothing. All so like, th- how am I supposed to be like, oh, but best picture, though? I would say that was the shocker of the night for like us that follow yeah. like the whole season. That was Production design, uh, yeah. All Quiet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Babylon, like Babylon, Babylon felt weird because it didn't have a best picture, which is why I didn't pick um, it for score. score. But like. But like no one else had won anything. Like that was the pro. That's the thing. I'm like, well, who's who's second? Pl- I mean, we knew it was all quiet, but like it had won anything. Like yeah. it still lost at BAFTA, even though it won mm-hmm. seven awards. It still lost to Babylon at BAFTA. And then which the kind of why so the other even though it was number two, the other big surprise was the whale winning make makeup and hairstyling. That, like mm-hmm. I'll ask you guys this question: when it comes to like makeup and hairstyling, should they just get rid of the hairstyling because no one like. The it's whole, not the showy part. It's not, it's not the, showy the showy part. part. And I mean, no. no one ever really, like Austin Butler, I mean, it was very light on the makeup, but like a lot of the hair was fantastic in that movie. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser, I mean, the 3D technology that the A24's team created for that movie is pretty impressive, but it's like, yeah. why do we still have the hairstyling involved if it seems to just be showy, like in terms of like, well, like the makeup uh, prosthetics? like, like I mean, they, these ones are all showy, but like you know, Vice and Bombshell, have, you know, Grand, hair prosthetics. Part Grand, of, but like, Grand but, Budapest Hotel, Budapest, I'd say, yeah. definitely yeah. has great hairstyling along with the makeup. Yeah. But it, it is like eighty eighty five percent of his makeup when it's that yeah. in forward, and that's what you because mm-hmm. like when you see the pictures of like all those people, you look at the face. So yeah, I'm not yeah. really looking at the hair too much. Like yeah, I don't yeah. think anybody yeah, was I raving think. about like the thinning of Brendan Fraser's yeah. character. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's yeah. why I won. Like, his hair was thinned enough. They're like, wow, those those hair strands, they really yeah. did work on that. Yeah. Like, I think there's a little more they're looking at. That picture, though, like, I always go back to that picture. His ears, his ears look like hobbit ears. Like, he looks like an elf with his ears in that picture. Um, but no, yeah, once, like Tunner said before, once they won makeup and hairstyling, and I, yeah, it was over. Um, yeah. Next year's and it continues the streak of you release a still of your character and makeup, you win an Oscar because uh, will we continue with Bradley Cooper next year? Because it seems like uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. you just spoiled, you just you just spoiled like eighty percent of my previous movie <laughs> right now. So hold on, uh, uh, best sound. I'm just glad Top Gun won an award. I yeah, I, I, I would have I would have cried I would have cried for Luke. I would have cried for Luke if yeah. he had gotten up at 2 a.m. to watch the show with us just to see Top Gun Maverick go home with nothing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Pour one out for Top Gun, though, in the end. Uh, oh, yeah. The ta- uh, it, it yeah, no, no cinematography. No cinematography. I, it, 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 I think okay, it would have probably would have walked. Uh, visual effects, a shocker. Big, big shocker of the night. Avatar: um, The Way of Water. It was, it was, it was funny because this came after All Quiet when like three awards in a row. Yeah, not I was that like, I was you even know? thinking for a, not that I was thinking for a second Avatar lose, but I was like, but wait a minute, what yeah, if All Quiet did just win? I, I will not be just won four in a row. That's that same with sound where that one came way later than I thought it was because I was like, oh, we just have like actor and actress left, and we still like sound as well. I was like. That happened. Yeah, that happened like, with everything, mm-hmm. everywhere too. It won like two Oscars yeah. at the very beginning, and then everything else just came in the last like yeah. hour. Which, yeah. which is why any I I didn't believe for 
like once Jamie Lee Curtis won, I was like locked. It's over. It. It's, yeah. it's over. over. But like, you know, obviously when you have four, it's like the Mad Max thing where it's like you you have it, this big tech movie winning four Oscars in a row. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, wait a minute. It's kind of yeah, what happened yeah. with uh, Dune last year because they yeah. had that middle right. portion. They just kept winning yeah. and winning and winning. Yeah. Like uh, even if All Quiet had won adapted screenplay, I still wouldn't have cared. Even if they won director as well, I still really wouldn't have cared. Well, I wouldn't have. All like, these wins, though, make, make it so shocked. I, I think you mentioned it, Hunter. If nominations were a week after BAFTA. Yeah. Then... Ruben Oslin is just lucky to be there. I yeah. mean, it's crazy that he's still there. Still, like, I'm like still baffled that he is there. I, I mean, I, I know agree. they got Best Picture, but like, yeah. Really I know the guys thought. Chris, do you like Triangle of Sadness? Have you seen no. it? Okay, I I'm... did not like it. I I saw it very like late when like the nominees were just like coming out and everything, and I was just like, okay, I'm finally seeing it. And I thought it was one of the worst nominees they could have mm. ever done for the Academy, even yeah. director. It's my ten. I'm with you a thousand percent. I saw it at NIF and I'm like, oh my God. Like I was I, like, this one counts? I was like, Ooh. Yeah. I was shocked when it, I mean it had the very best reaction when I was there. Like it was that was the, the it's like the tip people's choice award. That would be their people's choice award, but they don't do it that way. So that was weird yeah. that it won there as well. Um I'll skip the shorts. Uh well I'll... no, you you assholes maybe Switch over to Le Pupil, and then I got it wrong. So I and, the, and I ended up switching off the Le Pupil yeah, at you the did. end. I didn't know. Oh my god! <laughs> I and it's also the shorts. So like I can't be too mad. I'm like I don't know what the hell is going hey, on. Hey, Elisa, move. Wait, what was your Hunter? What was your final score at the end of the night? Prediction was I had 17 because I switched that last category. So me oh. switching back put me at 18. Oh shit! Yeah. Wait, so like, how, was... how did Dave and I tie? What was our difference? Because we had the same amount. I would have to look I'll back to, at I'll a prediction. I'll have to look into it, yeah. Damn, I, that would have been great every, if the three every, of us ended up at 18. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I think a lot... Everything, everything else I was, like, confident or, like, I couldn't be bad. Because I, I was like, I, you know, whatever. I didn't notice. I didn't know anybody, even on film Twitter, that I followed that went, that got 20 right. Because, <laughs> of, the, because yeah. of the shocking, like, tech... Production design, yeah. Yeah, nobody got production design right. Um, you picked that... Crazy credit, credit to you. Um, and then at least a movie, an Irish movie, won an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, All right. You know, between the the, the animated short and the live action short, the BAFTA winners pulled that one out. Which we only have one precursor to go off for shorts. So you know, yeah, ba- BAFTA really did not do shit for us this year. I will say, like, it, it didn't mm-hmm. line up anywhere above the line, didn't they? No, first no. first yeah, time it, since ninety. Uh, no, ninety seven. They went zero for four in acting. I believe. Oh wow! Yeah. Mm. Well, they they didn't, they didn't like Titanic that year, so. Do, do you know that? Do, do you know that stat, Chris, about Titanic and BAFTA? No, I it, did not know that. It lost every BAFTA. It didn't <laughs> That's win. That's amazing. Yeah. But that was around the time where BAFTA was after the Oscars, so they probably felt they didn't, oh. it, it, they didn't have to bother with it. <laughs> I didn't know that. I yeah. Always, to me, BAFTA always came first. BAFTA. Uh, it was like that. After 2000 is when it went, it became a precursor. So, okay. that, but yeah, the, I always look at that 97 year. I'm like, you really just said you don't really care about this ship. Do you like it's, it's pretty yeah. Uh, and then picture director, everything, every all at once picture Daniels <laughs> director, the Daniels become the third trio in Oscar history to win uh, the Oscar. For directing, the first was for West Side Story, and the mm-hmm. second pair for Cohen. No, Cohen's for their will, but not will blood. No country for old men. I thought I keep thinking mm-hmm. of the. Minnesota. I, I keep thinking Minnesota. of the better movie. Should have won for Fargo, unless you're an English yes. patient guy. Uh, 
because I am. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, I thought this was a very good Oscars. uh, But now we go to the 96 Academy Awards and Chris, we're going to like, we're going to bombard you with a lot of movies here so i love it because i'm already like on my oscar campaign for next year so i only put 50 movies on this list that's not that many so i will let's do it this way since you have a lot more i'll go through my 15 that i did to kind of get a head start of where i am like in terms of year in advance predictions and then uh you could take it from there whatever you agree with me you guys will maybe agree maybe not so, my year in advance winner right now is, sorry, Hunter, Dune. I have Dune is my. Yep, I'm going there. Uh, it's well. It, that's I have. I'm part of my. Sorry. I'm are you gonna split? Split. Uh, well, you you go with yours, and then I'll have my preview. All right. Uh, then I have Maestro at two, Oppenheimer three, Killers of the Flower Moon four. These two are kind of like the small movie. And then the movie from an Oscar winner that's also a small movie that I, that you always see every year. So out of Sundance, Past Lives, which I think will be A24's uh, pick this year. So I have that. I have Saltburn, which is Emerald Fennell's follow to Promising Young Woman. Uh, and it's a costume piece, so I know Hunter mm-hmm. will be all yeah, over Yeah, we don't know what time period it is, though. I don't know that. We haven't figured that. We don't barely know anything. But I, I'm excited, of course. Uh, the Color Purple, the musical. I have it yeah. on here. Mm-hmm. It's uh, got to be on there. I have Next Goal Wins, the Taika Waititi. And that's more of a – the rest of these are kind of like on the back end. I'm not sure where I'm going to end up with my 10. Uh, Rustin, because I don't – I can't think of any other movie for Netflix this year. The Bike Riders, which is Jeff Nichols' new movie. Barbie. Uh, yeah, Barbie. Um, yeah. Ferrari, the Academy has never liked Michael Mann, but uh, – well, It doesn't even have a distributor right now, which is – Concerning. Which is not – Concerning, but also Bardo didn't have a distributor last year until, like, May. So, like, you know, not that it worked out for Bardo, but, like, it's not the end of the world. Uh, Garth Davis' foe. I hate Lion, but I'm hoping that this <laughs> will be much better than Lion because I can't stand Lion. Uh, for for Jack, Asteroid City. and <laughs> for, for Jack? What about me? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're a French Dispatch guy, too. Yeah. Top top four of all time, if I'm correct, or right, maybe outside two. of it. It's number two. Oh, it's number two. And then for and I, I guess maybe for Hunter, Alexander Payne's The Holdovers. I don't care about Alexander Payne. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, so that's my fi- that's my fifteenth so far. So Hunter, it's all yours. Well, the one thing I have about Dune, I basically not every single movie, but most movies I did that. You know, before uh, for fantasy football, you had that that like that that paragraph of the player, the outlook on their yep. season. Dave, I basically did that for about every movie. So you know, when he looks at Dune, the only thing is uh, the unofficial rule of the Academy, and it has been broken since I'm the pianist. Whereas you have to win either director or screenplay to win mm-hmm. to win best picture. You got to win at least one of those. Oh, and I I personally have Denis in my one right now. Okay, and director. So, which is which is sort of fine, but he did get snubbed for the first one, which yeah, which I think which I think which I think helps him because if you guys remember, Peter Jackson was snubbed for Two Towers, and then oh, but he got in before that, and then yeah. Return of the King did what it did. Right. Yeah, but you know, so you have he has to win Best Director, which you know, been unlikely because he didn't, and also it's hard. 
and also the film to win best director the film have to repeat pretty much every category it's already won in which right. maybe production design obviously visual effects it'll be the big front score. runner but like is it is it yeah like is it gonna win cinematography editing a score for pretty much the same exact work like is it gonna it It'll no doubt be grand, but I'm I'm questioning if it'll win especially with one. Christopher Nolan in the mix. Yeah, yeah, which because yeah, because so it won six Oscars, wasn't even close to Best Picture really. So it'll have to win pretty much the same ones plus the need to get in there. And the, also, I don't like Dune. Oh, you don't good. like Dune? Oh, <laughs> you saved that for last. Yeah, yeah, I did. I didn't like Dune one, but I'm very excited for Dune two. So there you go. Do you like David Lynch's Dune? I'm not watching that. <laughs> he doesn't want me to watch this. So I'll do it. He does. Maybe, he maybe, does. maybe when it comes to the Criterion Collection. Oh, eh, it's, no. a, it's a fun movie. <laughs> Imagine David Lynch's Return of the Jedi. Oh, had, 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 George, had, had George Lucas successfully wooed him. <laughs> I I have that for our Return of the Jedi pod in May. And I'm like, oh, David man. Lynch Return of the Jedi would have been so good. I don't even. Yeah. Uh, if someone else wants to keep talking, I mean, I can go for every single movie, but I'm not going to talk for the next 20 minutes. Yeah, just Jack, any thoughts on, like, I guess some of the ones we've mentioned so far? Um, yeah, I I, I have a list of 10, and this is obviously, like, not set in stone, because I have a years out, and usually, like, whenever I do these, I get three, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm usually <laughs> between three and five. Yeah, like, maybe I, I, five at max. Yeah. Um, I, pre- but... I predicted every category, and pretty much every below the line, I was like, dude... Oppenheimer kills the flower moon and I was like, ah, I'll just throw yeah. the rest. Yeah, not not really ranking these in terms of who I think wins, just kind of like the safeness of the nominations. So yeah, Killers mm-hmm. of the Flower Moon, Dune Part 2, Oppenheimer. I think those three are probably locked up unless Oppenheimer, unless one of them just like fails or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maestro, I hope Bradley Cooper can actually rally and get into directing this time because... Yeah. We know how the director's branch loves to look at actors who direct. Uh, mm-hmm. Cough, cough. Ben Affleck, cough, cough. Bradley mm-hmm. Cooper. Um, yeah. Color Purple, the musical, I do think that um, not only did the original movie get in, but the musical was a smash on Broadway and very well loved. And mm-hmm. the cast and the talent attached to it, I think, also has a chance to perform well. I'm, I'm with Dave. I have past lives pretty high up. I think the uh, it, we've now had two movies in a row uh coda and everything everywhere last a year uh with buzz and still managed to get in so i do think past lives will have a pretty good i think if it can maintain the buzz i do think it could be a big player uh napoleon yeah 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 i'm I'm pulling for hunter on this one uh I mean, Ridley Scott, I mean, he missed for the last duel, so, like, he obviously doesn't have, like, the greatest track record when it comes to the Academy, but... Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just, it's my most anticipated movie of the year. Right. Even though <laughs> Ridley Scott has got more misses than hits at this point, in terms of Oscar. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, like, he's saving, he, he's Napoleon, hell yeah. He's saving that pull for Gladiator too, my friend. Yeah! <laughs> Look, Denzel in it. That's that's a huge get. Mm. And Paul Mescal and Barry Keegan, like they've they're that's doing all the right things. Right like initially, I was just like, who cares about Gladiator two? But like with each casting announcement, I'm like, all right, this is it's, something. It makes you know, this me is care more about the film. Yeah. I was Same. Like, eh? It's not and really. Like, oh, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. So no, I like every day. Like like this past week, everything was like, and I oop, like like what is happening with this movie? It's mm-hmm. like getting like steam. Like 
like yeah. I've never seen before for like a Ridley Scott film. So. And it's this isn't really news, confirmed news, but I uh, we're going to talk about Michael Mann with Ferrari. There's a rumor that Heat 2 is on the way. Yeah. <laughs> and Al Pacino is signing on. But do you know who's going to play? Did you read the rumor of who's playing young De Niro and Pacino? No. Adam Driver well, and Austin Butler? No. Adam Driver, yes. Is Butler De Niro, I'm guessing? I was going to say, yeah, no, he could be young yeah, Val Kilmer. The, the rumor I saw yesterday was it's that, but you could put Austin Butler in that role. But the driver, I believe, would be Pacino. Would be Vincent Hand. That works. Yeah, that, that. that makes sense. Yeah. That makes I'm just, sense. I'm just. We may get a heat two. Heat two. We get a fucking heat two. Let's fucking go. Which makes which no gonna, sense, but also like I'm anticipating. Which I can't, I can't wait to talk about in a few minutes when it comes to heat. But yeah, go ahead, Jack. Keep going. Uh, and then the last three I have written down, I think, are kind of wild cards. I think they have the potential just based on the talent behind and uh, the talent behind and in front of the camera to get nominated. But I think it's just a matter of if. The Academy wants to lean in their favor. The Killer, David Fincher's new oh, movie. Uh, That's a bit that, wild card. No, no, noir movie. I mean, yeah, David Fincher obviously has performed pretty well in terms of nominations in the past, but like serial killer noir movies, not really sure if that's like big best picture front yeah. runner. Uh, Barbie, I mean, I think that just kind of, uh, that I think mostly, I mean, that's just got like incredible talent behind it, but as to whether or not the the academy decides to look at the name of the movie Barbie and check it off for best picture is something that I think is really an unturned stone that this, is going to be really interesting to see. This could be the one and the reason I have it. <laughs> I think this will the really box be, office like, the box office is going to help Barbie in the award that, season. And I, I I mentioned it earlier uh, I think everything everywhere are the dominance of everything everywhere already kind of like signaled towards a seat change in the oscar i think if barbie gets in i think that will just like fully yeah. confirm it for me like all right like the out the old academy is officially out mm -hmm. and like we've officially like gone younger well, and then one... asteroid city oh yeah the last I, I that's just kind of the only west movie to be nominated for best picture is the one that i would kind of just overall consider his best just in terms of like filmmaking and so i think mm -hmm. for something else to be up for it i think it's something that needs to like match that quality uh, and again, I mean, this still, I mean, there's only like four pictures up online and this movie releases in like three months, mm -hmm. I believe. So we're like right around the corner from a trailer, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, I, my guess is I that it premieres that, at Cannes and then, and then we get a trailer sense. there. Did French Dispatch premiered there, right? It did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know he's, he's been there multiple times before. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's definitely a lot of other big question marks outside of that as well. <clears throat> um, Chris, any thoughts so far? No, or any... I'm in agreement, especially with uh, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon. Like, this is all no surprise to me. But I wouldn't be shocked if something like Bo is afraid, especially mm -hmm. for Joaquin Phoenix, mm -hmm. just comes sneaking his way in because mm -hmm. that is a, I feel like, the next hot A24 project besides Past Lives. I think this one could sneak its way around some stuff. Maybe like a production design, because if you watch the trailer yeah. for that, I mean, that production design is crazy good. Mm -hmm. Could Which be a... Also crazy, it comes out in a month, too. Yeah. I forgot that it really comes out in a... Yeah, we really, really don't know anything great. about it yet. Is it three hours? Yeah, 2.59. <sighs> 
God. I mean, I'm excited for it because I love Ari Aster, so I'm just like game for it. Some something. I mean, I think we're close. I'm not sure if we're there yet because Pinocchio was in the conversation. Into the across the Spider Verse, potentially yeah. sneaking in as a ten spot. It's a picture. It'd have to do the Pixar out of getting a screenplay as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. good point. So which, I think it, so. which it, it definitely could. I would not put it out because like if adaptive screenplay was as weak as it was this year there's opportunities which i guess if guillermo couldn't do it in a weak screenplay year like this then it's a little hesitancy i guess i wouldn't be surprised if it already wins like best animated feature yeah i think i was we're we're talking off the line chris and i was telling because uh one of jack's favorite uh i guess animated properties is releasing a film this year and (laughs) i already told him i'm like ah it's it's fighting for second place it it's, I mean, it's, it's a over. chicken run. I heard, I thought it, it is was, chicken yes, run. Yeah. It is chicken run. Smack, a shout out to Mac. Um, he loves that kind of stuff. Like he's like into that. So um, I wouldn't be surprised because the Academy mm. does love stop motion as well as like what we saw with Missing Link and Lanka Studios is great. But I know they're not doing that. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Chicken Run gets a nomination. And, and, yeah. and they loved Ar- and they love Ardman. I mean, yeah. even like even, even like their lesser non Wallace and Gromit projects have managed to get Sean in. the Sheep. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot yeah. Sean, the, Sean the Sheep. Yeah, Walsh and Gromit tie in, but yeah, they've perf- even like the sequel to Sean the Sheep managed to get in. So yeah, well, Fuck. the the, the, what, the the animated movie that I have my eyes on is the Miyazaki one, pretty much the the uh, How Do You mm, Live. Yeah, which, yeah, because like he is because it's like Tarantino. It's said to be his final movie, so like you know when he he won for Spirited Away, right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, so like he's got that. He's pretty much got in for every movie he's done. And screenplay, he definitely could be because those movies, it's adapted screenplay. So, like, maybe not best picture, but like that one could be, a, it'll be the opposite of Spider Man and that one where it's not going to be a big box office player, but it'll be the more respected one of it. And moving on, we won't go through every category, just like top stuff. Actor, do you have Bradley winning right now? I do, just based on the fact the last two years with Brent Fraser and the Whale and uh, 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 Jessica Chastain for Eyes of Tammy Faye, where makeup actor really goes in, right? And the, it's a full full transition for Bradley Cooper this whole time. Mm-hmm. And if he gets nominated for picture, director, acting, and writing, big big if. But if he does, yeah, he's, he'll be at thirteen career nominations. It's and like, if he loses, that, you're yeah, just, you're just man. Like, it's it's <laughs> just one of those things at this point where I'm gonna like. He's got to win for something, and the, the, that's the one thing Netflix will have to do. If, because obviously Netflix is great at getting nominations, getting wins is a little harder. Mm-hmm. But like, if they get him a bunch of nominations, this is like a 10, 11 nominated movie. Just funnel all that energy into his lead actor campaign. Because so I mentioned before, because I mentioned about um, Rustin being one of Netflix's only things with my show. I think them having just two will be great so they don't have to yeah they don't have to Which overdo it on one just split it between two because i think maybe the overabundance of push from netflix hurts them in the end because look at all quiet it wasn't even push it was naturally and naturally yeah. built steam um yeah do you have because i know hunter i know you did everything do you have andre holland on your list for the actor the neon film the the one with the ryan gosling one no so this is based on a book called memory it's about a uh, Paul Cole is a New York actor who loses his memory after being beaten up and left for dead in the 1950s Ohio. Stranded in a mysterious small town, Paul struggles to get back home and reclaim the life and identity he's lost. Yeah, that's the Ryan Gosling movie, right? Is it? Yeah, that's the Ryan uh, Gosling movie. No, it isn't. He's not on here. What? 
Yeah, he's not on here. It's Andre the... Andre Holland, Gemma Chan. Director. Oh, Duke Johnson? Yeah, I, I thought, I, I'm 90% sure that's the Ryan Gosling one. Yeah, I don't see him on the cast, on but the cast that's, list. That's weird. Um, but I don't have it on there, so. Do you have Majors? Jonathan Majors for... Magazine Dreams? I have it on, I have it on there just for that. Yeah, same. Because Searchlight same has for, it. So. Same for me. Mm-hmm. They, they, could, they, could, they could do something with that one. Um, what do you have for actress right now? Actress, one I'm looking at here, and I'm thinking this is only so far an actress contender. It's called Nyad Niad. Oh, Annette Benning. Annette Benning. It's a Netflix movie, so like it's you know it's already like fourth tier or not fourth tier, like fourth overall in the rankings. But it's Annette Benning as it's a real life story of a woman who's attempting to swim from Cuba to Florida. So physically demanding role. And, you know, she's been overdue for all these years. So, and it's the mm-hmm. directors of Free Solo and The Rescue. It's their narrative oh, feature okay. debut. Ooh. Yeah. And they've, they've gone to Telluride with every single one of their movies, pretty much. So, like, it would be kind of a natural progression to bring their f- feature debut there. So, a fall festival landing spot with Annette Benning in a pretty physically demanding role. There's potential. And then mm-hmm. you have to see, they, that might be a lone, like, acting contender. Because Jodie Foster's also in it. But I, it doesn't scream big overall yeah. contender right away but like there's potential i currently have and that's a good one i currently have carrie mulligan from maestro yeah, for maestro as well mm-hmm. unless they put her in supporting which yeah we, who knows i would think she, i would think she's the lead because she's it's about him the relationship between with her so think that she'd be a considerable part of it and you i know. this may be too weird but emma stone and poor things Yes, well, There's, she's they, doing they, a lot they, there. It seems they, 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 they're okay with the Orgos now at the favorite. So, which was this one sounds even weirder. So, like that'll be the test of it. One thing I have with that one is Willem Dafoe in that one as well. If he's if he's supporting in that one because he's on four nominations, so he's also getting that he's that actor's actor as well. Where, but he doesn't do anything regular, so it's kind of hard to just give him a win for anything else. Uh, for supporting actor, I have Coleman Domingo for The Color Purple. That's a good choice. Yeah. Hmm. So, so you have him in as lead actor as well for Rustin. For Rustin, so double nominee. So double, double, oh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, um, and then yeah. Leo I have in as well for yeah. Support, Supporting or lead? Leo? No, Leo's, I have lead. Jesse, I have in supporting. Oh, he's in lead. Okay. Yeah. I, no, it's, I thought it was the other way around. Like, they, Jesse's the lead. They switched it. Uh, mm. Netflix, I, there's an article on Variety about that, that it's, uh, that Leo's going lead, and then Plemons is supporting. Which, if they I don't go- think Plemons would really care at this point. I think when you're marketing Leo, it's got to be like Leo's got to be. Yeah, Leo. Mm-hmm. Leo. And supporting actress, I have um, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower mm-hmm. Moon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Hunter, do you have for supporting actor and actress? I. Uh, didn't I just looked at the big movies as a whole, but yeah, Lily Gladstone's the one that got my eyes on the most. Uh, depending, no idea anything about Saltburn. If Richard E. Grant, Roseman Pike mm. are supporting actors, that's in a that good one, one too. Like, yeah. If 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 they qualify, we we have because I think the only thing we know is that Barry Keegan's like the leadish of that movie, but it's such a big cast, I, we have no idea. So yeah, and another Netflix one. So this is you know getting into the deep end for netflix is called shirley it's the mm, yeah kind of like it's like it's like rustin that one's a civil rights biopic well this is another civil is rights that the biopic. one with regina regina king it's with regina king and so it it was pushed back from a year the rumors were test screenings for it weren't great but that's been like a year now so like things could have totally changed and it's regina king so like mm-hmm. they, everyone loves her so she's also a huge person in there so like netflix has got 
Rustin, Nyad, Maestro, and then uh, Shirley. Like, that's four lead act lead contenders right there. I don't think all of them will get in, but on paper, they all look good. And then last two categories you can touch on before finishing up with our top tens uh, for screenplays. Uh adapted so i always look at like how we can get marty another oscar he's actually mm. co-writer on the screenplay for yeah, Killer that's, of the Flower that's, Moon. Mm, that's new because he wasn't for a while and now he is so, so that's that's the new thing i have that as my number one right now it's an adapted screenplay just to get marty another oscar i think he's... i have more because of eric rothel now because like, he's gotten seven nominations oh true true Rothel's, all an adapted screenplay one for forrest gump like he got Dune the screenplay nomination, like because hmm. Eric Ross' yeah, name, yeah. name is not on Dune Part Two. That's a little bit of a. Hmm, we'll see if he if Dune Two can get that in there. What do you and what do you have for um, original? I, if you have anything, I have not. I don't. I haven't designated. Dunder? I mean, probably, probably. Maestro Past Lives. Yeah, maybe Maestro. I mean, Saltburn as well. I don't think obviously Fresnel's going to win two screenplay awards in a, in a row. row but... Yeah. Yeah. Past the holdovers, the holdovers, the holdovers. Yeah, the pain, the Alexander Payne. Yeah, yeah. I do think like Past Life screams like an original screenplay winner, just with the A twenty four campaign behind it. But yeah, that we may be a hundred percent right. We may be very, very wrong. Chris, I just wanted to say for for the best actress because I have also another idea for supporting. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think Tiana Taylor could be nominated for a thousand and one only because she just got you know? So you know, recognition for that film and it's coming out really soon and mm-hmm. the trailer looks really good because of her. Hunter, did you see it at Sundance? I no, I'll see it next week, I think. Yeah, when it comes out um, here. So which I'm looking forward to. The trailer really had me going for it. It could be. I mean it could be that Sundance darling that just hits the yeah. entire year. But you said in supporting, right? Or lead? Uh supporting, supporting. because uh, I'm surprised this also wasn't mentioned about you guys, but mm-hmm. the Iron Claw, which is another H1. Mm-hmm. So, so I, so Chris, um, I haven't said it because I'm, I'm too nervous. I really hope because I love. So I, I've, I'm a big wrestling fan. That story is very tragic. So there's possibilities it could hit, especially with the mm-hmm. actors involved. I hope you're right. I really, really hope you're right. Because mm-hmm. I think. Jeremy Allen White is the at one mm-hmm. of the actors yeah. at the moment. I mean, we saw him win the critics for the Bear and the SAG and the Golden Globe. I'm sure he's going to win an Emmy this year mm-hmm. for you know his performance. And I'm ready for season two. And knowing he got casted alongside Zac Efron, I know it sounds like a tragic story, given the fact you're a wrestling fan. And I'm sure I'll find out more as this movie comes to light. But it sounds so good. But when you have a talent like Jeremy Allen White to go from like Shameless to go from like being one of the hottest actors at the moment. I'm just like, there's no doubt in my mind he could be nominated because just like I feel like every single critic or every cinephile, at least right now, who has seen who has at least seen the bear has enjoyed him. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see like a Jeremy Allen White nominated. He, he has a who the brother he's playing because the story is about five brothers. The yeah. brother he's playing is very, very important to the story um, and probably has the most tragic story of them all okay then just based on that yeah. alone i wouldn't be surprised it, yeah it it's he comes sneaking in there if it does really well i wouldn't be surprised yeah the two movies i'm really hopeful for i've really left out because i just want to be excited if it happens and the iron claw is okay. one of them that and air because i'm really excited for air uh they just reviewed at sundance i yep. saw a couple of mm-hmm. at sundance uh, uh south by south by southwest yeah. and 
some of the reviews are very, very good that I've read so far. So, mm-hmm. do I think it's going to be a picture nominee? No, but maybe no, a screen, maybe so a screenplay either. or something. That's where I see it as. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's a Michael Jordan sneaker biopic. It feels like right up my alley. So, uh, but no, I I love your take on on the Iron Claw. I just seen some of the pictures that I've seen. They really resemble resemble the brothers. So the stories. If you guys want to take a look, it's about the Von Erich family. And you could get a deep dive into their history and how you know how tragic it gets. So yeah. Also, and- my ten-year-old self would get really excited if Zac Efron gets nominated. <laughs> uh, out of the out of the five brothers, Zach is playing the uh, probably outside of yeah. He's playing Kevin. Yeah, so he has the most meaty role out of all the five. So. I mean, this is probably going to be the most meaty role he had since um, the killer movie he played. That was really. Oh bad. my god, that movie sucks. He's good uh, in it though. Uh, he's very good he's, in it. He's good in it, but the last really movie, Wicked Hunt. Vials. Yeah, that's. I re- I remember. I remember it was a trivia question, uh, and I was like, "Why would they give us a?" I I blame Jack. I blame. I fully blame Jack. Why would you give a? T- why would you give a trivia question with a title that long? And the t- the the answer was the title. And I'm like, 15 oh, second timer for, and I'm like, I was yeah, like, even I knew it right away. I was like, it takes 15 seconds just to write the damn title out. So like, you got to know it. Jack, do you have, probably, do you want to answer to, do you want to answer to the critics now? I probably did not write that question. <laughs> <laughs> that's all, that's all. I don't know. That was a while ago. So. Yeah. I, I think gonna, it was, was right. Say, I don't remember what, I remember very few questions I write and the reasons I do remember them are usually like for funny reasons. So I would have remembered, had I written that question, I would have absolutely remembered. Yeah, I, I think it was the first match Hunter and I played together, and I'm like, really? This fucking movie is a question? <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm very excited for the season, especially with some of the movies we have possibly contending. Uh, hopefully by the 100th Academy Awards, they'll be streamed on Disney Plus or Hulu, and we don't have to worry about commercials anymore. Uh, but yeah, that wraps up the Oscar season. Let's finish up with uh, our top 10 worst Oscar winners and some alternate winners. Uh, I mentioned before, 100% credit goes to Jack. He thought of this idea a few months ago. Uh, and this is very, very fun experiment uh, to dive into. I uh, I had a great time. I'm going to disappoint Hunter in some, ca- in some categories. Uh, <laughs> There's some easy targets that I still love. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, let's how do we, how do we want to do this? Uh let's go to through 10 through 6 and if obviously we have honorable mentions. Uh and I know Chris you mentioned you had 8. Uh I actually have 9 now because okay, based cool. on my conversation. So <laughs> All right. So actually let's start with you Chris since you have 9. So do your 9 through 6. Okay, because I'm still bitter about this win um, because I know I'm not a Meryl Streep fan. I made that very clear in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I know I shocked the world in our uh, League of Cinephiles when I made that announcement. But uh, Meryl Streep winning the Iron Lady over Viola Davis in The Help, that was a disappointing win to me. I was just like, I'll never forget my high school self just being like, what in the world, Meryl Streep? And then I remember watching The Iron Lady and just being like, what the she was... did this win for? It's a, it's a bad movie. It's a, it's a very bad, bad movie. movie. Like, bad the thing movie. is, like, nope. Well, Christian, maybe, but I don't think anybody disagrees with the idea of three-time Oscar winner Meryl Streep. 
But I mean, the devil is the devil wears Prado. Right there, man. that's my favorite. Yeah, doubts right there. I love like, doubts. No, no. I mean, d- this is definitely just me and maybe one other person that thinks this. I think my favorite performance in Meryl Streep is the devil wears Prada. I think she's. Oh, I mean, it's yeah, so good. She's, yeah, so, no, she's no, pretty amazing. In that. <laughs> okay, my next one is Crash winning Best Picture over Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Such terrible. Yeah. It's so bad. I mean, I'm I don't mind Crash, but I'm like Brokeback Mountain, man. That movie's mm-hmm. tragic, and I love Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, uh, Heath Ledger. So, oh, my list got screwed up. Okay, here we go. Uh, the Green Book winning Best Picture over A Star Is Born. Roma and the favorite, like yeah, all three could have won. Like any throw, of those. Throw Black Klansman in there, and throw yeah, Vice everybody, in there. Everybody's happy. Just for me, just for me, you can have Vice. Just for me, wrestling obviously. The English Patient winning over Fargo. Oh, there it is. God, yeah. I, I put in Vice. I take. I. I. I take my punishment back. <laughs> Okay, these are mostly best picture wins, just an FYI. Uh, Shakespeare in Love winning best picture over Saving Private Ryan. I, I... Wait, Obviously, it should never win, but I like Shakespeare Love. It's a good movie. It's, it's fine. Movie. So, like, yes. But then yeah, when you, thank you. you compare it. When thank you compare it's it. not best picture worthy. Like, it's okay no. to, like, have, like, as I, like, remember watching it, and I was just like, this one, best picture. It's cute, but no. It's a, it's a great number two for best picture, but yeah. Not even number one. two. Was it number two that year, you think? Like, I mean, if it, if it was saving, Pro- saving Private Ryan. Because I think, because like, I think, I, like, I know, I know Shakespeare ended up winning in the end, but, like, I think I put that more on Weinstein than anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I wonder, like, if, if Weinstein wasn't involved, where would you rank rank it in year five from that year? For, from that year? Yeah. Because well, Private I, Ryan is one. Well, yeah, it's Private Ryan, then it's Thin Red Line, and then it's Shakespeare in Love. I me. think but I'd like, agree with you. But as in, as in, like, if Saving Private was to win, then Shakespeare in Love would obviously be the number two, and I'd be fine with that. But just not how it worked out, I guess. Yeah. Okay, then number that was number five. So number six, Missing Link winning Best Animated Film over How to Train Your Dragon Three. Oh no, it didn't win animated it, film. Yeah, I was Toy Story. Say, Toy Story won the Golden Globe. It won the Golden Globe. I thought yeah. it did from the Oscar. No, Missing Link oh, won Toy the Globe, Story. but Toy Story yeah. won the Toy Story won the Oscar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Okay. I really oh, got to yeah, see these. That shouldn't. Well, I wouldn't have picked Toy Story four because I don't like that Toy Story four. I, I thought it was the worst yeah. one out of all of them. I gotta watch these How to Train Your Dragon movies, man. They're, right. seen They're so good. Yeah. There you go. Sequel is the best one. Okay. All right. So then I'll just trade that yeah. over. Yeah. Uh, you over. yeah. What do you got? Uh, then it's Suicide Squad winning Best Makeup over Star yeah. Trek Beyond. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was, the third, what was the third nominee that year? Because I think that was back when they only did three, three. nominees. Yeah, it was a man called Love. Like the- oh, oh, the yeah. man called Love. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. so hold your top, hold your other four for 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 later. Um, I have like two left, though, but that oh, okay. was it. All right, so hold those. <laughs> I went through most of them already. All right, Hunter, do you have honorable mentions? Um, No, I have a disclaimer for mine. Okay, so, go for it. Mine is... The only way I disclaimed it because this is such an when it's it's a great it was a great list idea but it was so big of scope that I was losing my mind so <laughs> right. I did it I did it only for movies that were nominated who I would have picked instead okay so oh, okay mm-hmm. because it was like like Jack said there's so many times like 2001 Space Odyssey should have swept the whole season and other movies should have that I love but I'm like 
I was like, my brain couldn't, because then I, I can't pick just 10. There's like 100. So I had to I had to narrow it down for sanity's sake. So that's why it was. But uh, so let's name 10 here. Uh, so like, no, just ten, Carol, 10 through 6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carol Reed winning Best Director for Oliver over Stanley Kubrick for two other ones. <laughs> Space Odyssey. Oh, my God. Where, like, oh. like, the other ones where he loses, Kubrick loses Dr. Strangelove for George Cukor for Mary Fair Lady. Yeah, all right, fine, whatever. He, Barry Lyndon, he loses to Milo Schwarman. That's fine. That's an all-time director lineup. Whatever. And then yeah, and then the other one, uh, 2001 Space, I lose to Carrie for Oliver. You're just like, all right. Because it's his magnum opus like that. And I know he won an award for visual effects, but like it, like we said earlier, McDonough has an award for live-action short. Nobody thinks of that. Like, nobody thinks <laughs> that. Like, he should have won for at least screenplay directing something i don't know you should have uh oh, hacksaw ridge winning best film editing anyone remember this yeah anyone you remember that it won best film editing it won oh, best yeah, sound mixing. sure fine it won film editing over la la land moonlight arrival and then hell or high water was there yeah, good one but like mm-hmm. i give war movies passes you know a lot for like it's a really hard job but for this one i was just like what was it doing that was special over non-linear movies like Arrival and Moonlight where the editing is so, you know, perfectly in tune to the story. And then La La Land is just so executed. Yeah. It's so crazy that that one won. So anything. Um, this one, I'm glad Alex isn't on this one. Robert Benton, Benton winning for Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want, you want screenplay? Sure. Whatever. That's fine. That's fine. But we have, Francis Ford Coppola for Apocalypse Now and Bob Fosse for all that jazz. Now, I get it. They both had already won, like, a couple years previously. But, like, come on, man. Come on, man. I, I mean, that's just, like, all that. And they both had the win packages. All that jazz had, like, four other wins. And Apocalypse Now had a couple wins. Like, that is crazy. Um, Speaking of Lawland, City of Stars winning best song. Over audition, like the worst song. Mm. Worst song. Yeah, audition should have won. Yeah. I think. Maybe not. Maybe not the worst, but I. I, I, I that's I, like yeah. It's I a have almost every me. song for Lolly in my playlist except that one. I just don't <laughs> listen to that one. It's but also the, the shortest. John, the John, the John Legend song. I like that one a ton. <laughs> that was the other. That was the other shortlisted song. I think. I don't even think they yeah. submitted another day in the sun, which is which no. Is, this thing, like, which another is day in the sun. Someone in the crowd audition. Like those are absolute all timers. Mm-hmm. I was like. Like this is the one song I don't like. Why did they win? Uh, it, yeah. So that one was. I'm glad La, La Land won an Oscar, but maybe not for that song. I think that one. This one. And then uh, Meryl Streep, Iron Lady, where it's there's 28 years between Meryl Streep's second and third Oscar. There's a lot of opportunities between yeah. now and then. Um, kind of, do you remember kind of... when she was like nominated for Into the Woods? I thought that was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was when she was really that? getting into which, everything. Which I know Viola Davis would have been a good winner. I think it would be bad to look in hindsight that she'd win for that. But like, <laughs> she now has a like Viola Davis for the help would be kind of a weird winner, like Ugh, you know. But the Fences was a good one. Yeah. Personal choice would be Rooney Mara and Girl. Rooney Mara is my pick but, like, too. The yep. nomination was the win for that one, so like it wasn't even... Glenn Close. We got her sixth nomination that year. Meryl Streep got a third win. They're just like, yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, it's. I'm fine with actors having three Oscars and whatnot, but like, at least make it for a good performance. It's like even even like Meryl Streep standards are high, but like even anybody's standards, it's just not a good performance in a really bad movie. Yeah, I I co-sign. Uh, Jack. Alrighty. So my number ten, uh, is an actress that, uh. 
I think debatably should have won an Oscar before this role and ended up beating out, I think, a much more memorable performance. Uh, and that is Whoopi Goldberg's win for Ghost. Yeah, get that shit over, out of here. Over Lorraine Bracco for Goodfellas. Yeah. yeah. I think Whoopi Goldberg was incredible in The Color Purple, going back to that again earlier. Um, it was just insane how it didn't win any Oscars. Um, and I think she's a really good actress, but this is just kind of one of those roles where I don't think it was really like that memorable, especially when you like it's like her Oscar winning role. Uh, and then Lorraine Bracco, I think she's one of the absolute best parts of Goodfellas and one of, I think, probably the biggest snubs in this category probably in its history. Uh, a, that movie had a crazy path. There one screenplay, like mm-hmm. Ghosted, which is Wait, crazy. Wait, Ghost, Ghost one screenplay? One best so. Yeah. Original or adapted, whatever it called. Oh, boy. That. I was going to pick <laughs> it, but I have not seen Ghost, so I was like, well, I can't really dog on it because I haven't seen it. But like that one's one of those I'm like, what the hell? I'm going to look at what it beat now while you talk. Uh, my number nine, uh, my only tech presence of the bunch, but this one is just so kind of annoying just looking at all like the inventive stuff that surrounds it for best cinematography the 1982 winner was gandhi (laughs) also also nominated that year das das boot i think already a better alternative et sure maybe probably the bottom of these three for me but still i'd say more uh imaginative cinematography and the winner it wasn't even nominated that I, along with many others, consider to be one of the very the very best in its craft, Blade Runner. Oh yeah. I, I, I don't know what the I don't know what the fuck was up with that. Because I think that's like in the top five like best looking movies ever, and it not even being up. It only got in for sound editing that year, I think, too. So yeah. how that just failed on the below the lines is wow. nobody very, nobody liked that movie upon release though. That's yeah. The problem. Yeah. You, you, I, I would hope at least like a cinematography or VFX yeah. nomination, but I'll, hey, but I'll sound. say the Gandhi, Gandhi is a good movie, guys. Oh no, it <laughs> is, it I'm, is. Then I, I, I apologize in advance, Hunter. I, yeah, I was, I, I, maybe, maybe the not is, the best shot movie of its year. I will at least even. say that. Um, the, the bad thing and good thing for Davis horror movies have barely ever won Oscars, so there's no shots <laughs> I can take. But there's a lot of shots you could take at me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and if a horror movie does win an Oscar like for makeup and stuff, it's always pretty well deserved. So I can't, I, I would complain. So, uh, my number eight, uh, this is actually a movie that I, I'd say I like. I like this movie and the performance. I think is just fine. But when you just really take a view at everything else that came out that year, it's kind of hard to put him over the others. Uh, Roberto Benigni winning Best Actor for yeah. Life Is Beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, a, a good performance. I'm happy it won best uh, best international feature and best score. But I mean, Ian McKellen's right there for Gods and Monsters. Yeah. Edward Norton's right there for American History X. Jim Cam yeah. Jim Carrey wasn't even nominated for the Truman Show. Yeah, yeah. All all three of which I think are my much... winner. Jim Carrey. Yeah, for Truman Show. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'd maybe I'd probably go Ed Norton and then Jim Carrey in second. Um, but I do think that if Jim Carrey were to have an Oscar, I'd say probably for that one too. Mm-hmm. So it was a really good year. Um, speaking of best actor winners with everything but good options surrounding them, uh, this movie dominated in its year. And I think about 
at least nine of its Oscars are well-deserved. One of the two in which I would not say was, was Best Actor for Charlton Heston in Ben-Hur. Uh, also nominated that year was, or also nominated that year was James Stewart in Anatomy of a Murder, Jack Lemmon in Some Like It Hot, and not nominated was Cary Grant in North by Northwest. Another case a of a bunch of really significant performances that I think outshine Charlton Heston. I think he's good, but... Again, I think it's a case of they're all giving better performances, and Charlton Heston's kind of just like your standard epic lead who talks like this and has to go to the galleys. Uh, and then my number six, I, 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 we talk a lot about movies to get snubbed for Best Picture, and this is just one of the all-time bafflers. Not only because there was hardly any other significant competition that has lasted the test of time, but there were 10 nominees for Best Picture back in the 30s, and not one of them in 1933 was King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow, ca- All right, you had to get it in there. You had to get it go there. to anybody on the street and ask them if they know what Cavalcade is. <laughs> you're, you're not going to get shit. King Kong, on the other hand... Is there any movies from that 33 lineup that anybody would even... No. Like, even us. No. Like, Cavalcade no, I haven't seen. I, I just would, know there's one and, best and, and, there, and there are noteworthy movies from that year, too. I mean, like, Duck Soup was there, too. So, like, they just nominated, like... It's just, like, a bunch of movies that nobody, like, knows about. And the thing that's interesting with Cavalcade, it's... I mean, it's kind of like Forrest Gump, but, like... With events surrounding like the 1900s and 1920s, Ooh, I, I mean, you, you've got me right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, and I thought to myself, I was like, it's it's kind of like relating to Forrest Gump. I wonder if that's maybe how Forrest Gump will be like 50 years from now. Like once people who start seeing it like don't have like the emotional connection with yeah. like. I think we're already get. I think we're already getting there yeah, with no, Forrest that, Gump. That, that, that's that, that's definitely what I'm saying because like the people who voted for it at the Oscars were like a lot of people who like lived during the Vietnam War and like the 60s and all that stuff so yeah de- I can definitely see why it hasn't aged well and the fact it didn't get any nom- King Kong didn't get any nominations whatsoever as absurd although I did mention Dave they did try to give it a VFX honorary Oscar but a humble man the chief engineer Willis O'Brien denied it because he learned that he'd be the only one getting a trophy and not his entire team which what a captain, oh, no. what a, yeah, a captain. yeah he okay oh, yeah, that, 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 that movie is a team effort no way oh, he yeah. could have just done it on his own so very good of him nice uh, yeah and yeah, I, we'll get I, to my five I, later all right so the ghost winning screenplay uh it, it's probably the best winner actually because anybody else would be pretty bad oh damn all right i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna rip through my honorable mentions real quick uh 22nd academy award joseph mankiewicz wins director for a letter to three wives my i would give it to hitchcock for rope uh 19 how, how many how many of these are <laughs> that's what i'm gonna ask now so I'm starting at rope we gotta move our way wait, no, no 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 i actually I... so i was talking to jack about this like he just had really rotten luck that you know I like I can't give him picture and or director for like Psycho because that's the or North Ben Hur yeah or the like Psycho is the year of the apartment so I can't really do that um but rope rope is my favorite vertigo oh ironic ironic you say that um about vertigo because we have uh. Thirty first thirty first Academy Award Gigi wins Best Picture. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, I'm, go- I, I'm going. I'm going vertigo. That, was my mention. that movie is 
fucking awful. Like, yeah. This is one of my least favorite movies I've seen. I was when I shocked when I watched it. Promise I didn't. Any of the other nominees were pretty un or pretty forgettable as well, so I couldn't put it on. And, there. and, and what made me sadder was that I'm pretty sure uh, Vincenti Minnelli won Best Director for that, but I know he yeah. did it for An American in Paris, and I'm just like, why? Yeah, man. Like, this wasn't. Been, you guys could have been fine. Because I think I think that was the year. Place in the Sun, Jeez. I think won. Oh, okay. Never mind. Director. It's not the it's not the giant year, which. Hey, Giant's a great movie, though. But okay, 56, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a different year. 46 Academy Awards. The Sting wins Best Picture. Uh, oh. My pick is The Exorcist. It sure, won screenplay. Yeah. 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 Hunter's like, I, 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 tackle, I, I, I tackle the acting categories first as more injustices, and then I'd get to picture and director. Oh, we'll get to I, actor I, later. I'm, I'm watching Sting like, <laughs> the, the Sting in like a few weeks are showing in theaters here so i'll finally see it's it, a good so. movie i just think the yeah. exorcist yeah. Like... have you also ever seen it? it was also a musical at one point wait oh, in, like a, bro- a broadway musical that could work i could see that working. i okay. saw it is it good yeah. it's fine i saw it with harry potter <laughs> <Jr>. <laughs> this was so a couple just, of years ago it's the same as this Bex picture winner it's like it's fine it's fine <laughs> must have been great costumes in that though I mean, it was good. I mean, it was an expensive ticket that I wanted. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're in New Jersey, and it was played at the Paper Mill Playhouse. They did it like like what they're doing now with the Hercules run. They're doing. Per- they did it like as a test run. Yeah, Paper Mill's expensive. Yeah, I remember we sat like in the balcony for it, and I was like, my sister and I were like, oh, we should go see it for the Hercules, and I was like, damn, this is not <laughs> <laughs> like I'll go to Broadway then. <laughs> um. I don't know if you guys are going to say this, but I'm saying it. Moonlight over La La Land winning Best Picture. Um, yes! Yeah. I mean, uh, it's... I, it's, a, I, it's a toss-up for me. Like, yeah. I, if, if like they could have gone with Lion. They could have gone with Lion. <laughs> yeah, so, that, was, that, was that is true. More, that was, it was more personal, but I have nothing against the winner. Same but here. Like, I like, obviously would love La La Land win, but like, I can't be mad at Moonlight. Like, Moonlight, was, was, Moonlight was number three that year, so I can't really like... Yeah. Like, I, I, have, I have no ill will against I'm happy it won. So, like, I have to agree. Whatever. I have a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to Lion, because I was working at a movie theater, and they were only showing one movie for like three and a half months. And that was Lion. Oh, I'm so wow. sorry. Lion sucks. And... I say, who is going to watch that? Like, month- <laughs> it was selling out. And... Wow. Wait, and... were you working? It did, it did well. Chris, were you working at Claridge? No, I was not working at Claridge. I was working at a different cinema place. And uh, it's near, uh, I don't want to say because I don't want to give a bad name because the owner is not. <laughs> <laughs> person but uh no but every time i had to go in and like sweep the popcorn up and greet all everybody out the sia song was stuck in my head and I <laughs> in my nightmares and i'd be like see i get the hell out of my head so um you guys you guys mentioned meryl streep already and i i definitely would go with rooney mara there i'm still honorable mentions okay uh william hurt winning for kiss of a spider woman we're going to get rid of that, and we're going to do a very Dave choice in my honorable mentions, and I'm going to give lead actor to a man. This movie doesn't work without this person. The Oscars don't do comedy performances, but I feel that this should have won from the 58th Academy Awards. My lead actor would have been Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. Yeah, sure. Hell yeah, let go. 
was up for like three Oscars or something. Yeah. Right? Like I know yeah. Power of Love was in and like VFX and maybe sound and that might have been it. Um, sorry, Jack. Twenty second Academy Award. I mean, I'm sorry, forty fifth Academy Awards. Yep. Here we go. Best director. Get fucking Bob Fosse out of my face. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Sure. Be- best supporting I mean... actor. Get Joel Grey out of my fucking face. Oh. Al Pacino. Um, okay. Joel okay. Grey. I'll, I'll 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 go on record. I think Joel Grey would have. He only acceptable winner over him, I think, would have been Pacino. I think Khan or Duvall love them both, but I mean, I, uh, it, it I, would, it, I, I would be. I was gonna say, I, had, yeah. had Pacino successfully won his campaign and lead, then I wonder I would, if you would still be having the conversation. Well, he wouldn't but, have beaten Brando, I don't think. Yeah, you know, he wouldn't have beaten Brando, but no, no, with shot. him, him ending up well, in supporting, yeah, yeah he definitely. I, 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 he's I the better performance. It's gonna be probably your number one snub. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. They, <laughs> like, if he had gotten in lead for the you know or the other snub he had for this franchise then just i would fucking be... blasphemous this oscars in then, the 70s then then joel gray wouldn't be so bad because he is a good winner i really like him yeah no it's really uh, fucking fun winner and then the 74th academy awards my last honorable mention uh ron howard wins for a beautiful mind i wish they would have just given it to him for apollo 11 and get mel gibson out of my face uh, yeah, it, because then we could have given it for to david lynch for Mulholland drive because he was nominated uh yeah. so there you go and then uh speaking of david lynch uh my number 10 65th academy awards um oh this God. is very day going i yep, think i know where we're going i think this is a very this is definitely a day pick but i think Jack is the only person that's seen this movie except me. So, yep. um, 65th Academy Awards, Emma Thompson wins lead actress for yep, Howard's there Ed. It is. I'm giving it to Cheryl Lee for Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me because she is <laughs> fucking incredible in that movie. I see Hunter shaking his head. Have you this seen it? Why I limit, I uh, this, is, seen this. this is why I limit the scope of mine. I was <laughs> I mean, like, how, how could he even see this? Yeah. It's the truth, it's, though. Jack it's saw one, it. It's <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'd probably vote for her. I'd probably vote for her. But yeah, yeah that was the thing That's when a, I. When I did this, like I didn't look at all of these with like, oh, what could I throw in? Like the what the ones of mine that like weren't nominated. Like I'm sure it was the same with Dave, but I was like, I know I'm bringing up King Kong, and like I know I'm bringing up some like Jim Carrey in the Truman Show and Blade Runner for cinematography. So uh, those, yeah. those are Oscar contenders. Those, every, those are like the every, everything <laughs> else. Everything else for me after the next pick I, is is all realistic this, potential. Yeah, this uh, is the theme of the day. I'm like. Come on, guys. Howard Zen's a good movie. <laughs> Gandhi's a good movie, guys. English you guys don't like good, guys. Uh, hey, wait a minute. I'm I'm <laughs> getting there. I'm getting there. And it's saying English patient's good. Shakespeare loves good, guys. Come on. Oh, Come on, everybody. I'm sorry we hurt your feelings. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I do. It was easy targets. <laughs> I don't know if I'm hurting your feelings on the next one. 58th Probably. Academy Awards Best Picture Out of Africa wins. Uh, That's the only one of the last, like, 30 years I have not seen yet. The which, eight, I, I want to see it. I, just I have four movies to complete my 95 years. I just don't want to see Out of Africa. It's three hours. I don't give a shit. And I think because I think it only won because it was Cindy Pollock. Cindy Pollock. That's well, it's also like yeah. that was the era. Like we had, yeah. you had uh, Inc, yeah, uh, yeah. Last Emperor, you had Amadeus, oh, yeah. you had Gandhi. Three hour big movies. That was their jam. So yeah, it, in in the last Dave, I guess unrealistic pick, Back to the Future wins Best Picture for me. That oh year. yeah, like I don't even think it. I don't even think it's close. Like, that movie's... Just put Twin Peaks in Best Picture. Just no, keep going. No. Yeah, gotta... let's do that. Put, put Twin Peaks a series in Best Picture. Wait, I, did... I, what is a thirty two hour yeah. movie? What won Best Picture in any Unforgiven? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. that, that's another conversation. Uh, <laughs> 67th Academy Awards for Scump. How many honorable mentions do you have? Holy shit. No, no, no. no he's, yeah. I'm a number eight. I'm a number eight already. Oh, yeah. how uh, many honorable mentions did you have? Though, like, uh, like ten. Yeah. Oh uh, 67th Academy Awards, Forrest Gump wins Best Picture. I like Forrest Gump. It's not Best Picture winner. Uh, I would have gone with Pulp Fiction, and I don't. Uh, I honestly don't think it's particularly close. Uh, I that is Shawshank. I, I, I'd, I'd go Shawshank, but thing. yeah, it's a, it's a great lineup. I, uh, speaking of really obnoxious Best Picture winners, 83rd Academy Awards, a King Speech wins Best Picture. Uh, <laughs> come on, come on, guys! The best screenplay of the decade. The one of my top three films of the decade, The Social Network, should have easily not even close. And I'd even go as far to say, Jason, just at the longer I time passes on and I rewatch Social Network, I think Jesse Eisenberg should have won actor over Colin Firth. I wish Colin yes! Firth, have, I wish Firth had won that, an Oscar for something else. That, already. that, that was that, that's the one like holdout that like I will like continually yield King's speech is actually Colin Firth because I actually cut Tom Hooper from my from best director. In, in my top ten, at one point, uh, over David Fincher, but like Firth I do is, think Firth I, I do good. think Colin Firth is good. Yeah, he's good. I, I, I just I just think there's more nuance. Uh, like a, it's a, a, a much. I I'd say there. I, I I lean Eisenberg, but I'd say it's like sixty forty. Honestly, like Colin Firth is definitely like the one big award that like King Speech got that I'm like okay yeah like you, you can keep it like I like I'm not like you don't deserve that. Yeah, I'm with you. But like, like, like picture. But on the other hand. also, Eisenberg is young, and they don't do young for actors. So right. I knew he never had a shot there. Uh, sixty, and my number six is sixty eighth Academy Awards. Braveheart wins Best Picture. I hate. I can't stand this movie. It's funny because I love swords and sandals films, and Gladiator, Gladiator comes out a few years later, and I love Gladiator. Uh, so this my alternate winner. I think in a, in in a rifle world would actually get at least one nomination. Uh, but this movie is my. <laughs> yeah, I just remembered what it is. Um, this movie, is, I I think it's the greatest heist film of all time. It's no. a. You're getting a sequel. It's it's a <laughs> yeah. like it a gr- well directed film. Great performances across the board. Fantastic screenplay. Fantastic cinematography. Heat should have been nominated and won Best Picture in 1995. I don't even like. Even the sound, which is crazy. Uh, sound, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, just like the like no nominations. Like, it didn't even get for that for with that big of a two actors. In it. That's when we talked about Ferrari. I'm like, man, they really they didn't go for Heat, and I don't. The, in- I don't... the Insider's the only movie they've gone for Michael Mann on a big level, and that feels very more like if you watch Heat. Obviously, like nowadays, it's considered like such a masterpiece for a lot of people, but I think The Insider is more Oscar Beatty. Oh I yeah, think. yeah. Movie about uh, sixty minutes. Fuck yeah, that's an Oscar <laughs> movie. <laughs> and that's my ten through six. Uh, Jack, what do you got for your? S- Actually, let's start with Chris, uh, since she has two left. What are your top two? Well, I also gonna take my ten, my my third acknowledgement as uh, La La Land should have won Best Picture over um, Moonlight, so I'm gonna steal that one. But then my last two are Mark Rylance winning Supporting Actor over Sylvester Stallone. Yes, let's preach. Oh, <laughs> Hunter gets no mercy. First episode of all time. I'm just getting I mean, shot. I love his performance in the outfit. Like, let me tell you, he is so good in the outfit. Oh, I, I will. I'll say. I'll say this, Chris. I don't know. If you, I think that's his best performance of his career in the outfit. Yes! Much better than the yes! fucking yes! Bridge of Spies. Oh, 
much better than Bridge of Spies. I was like, what the hell's going on with Bridge of Spies? I don't freaking know. And then Still Alice, because this is over our uh, conversation, Still Alice, Julianne Moore over Rosamund Pike. I was like, come on. Like, like Rosamund Pike delivers in that movie. So I'm like, yeah, should have gone to uh, Rosamund. Because I'm also a huge Gone Girl fan. Like, I am obsessed with that movie. So. Yeah, I love Gone Girl. All right, Jack. Uh, five through one or five through two. Should you do five, five through two. two? Okay. All right. Unless, uh, we, unless number... we have the same one, which I think we may. We might. I think. I think we do. Uh, <laughs> my number five uh, is a best actress winner won by somebody who actually didn't make a lot of movies. So, while I am happy that this person is an Oscar winner, uh, I do think that they stole the Oscar from somebody who I think really really should have won and the fact that they never won is upsetting uh and that is grace kelly winning best actress over oh, judy garland yeah, in a star, star is born yeah good one mm-hmm. and, and like grace kelly i mean like 1954 like the good go the goodbye girl um and then you have the double hitchcock that same year so like that's a really good year for somebody to have uh, she had one for the hitchcock movies though you wouldn't you know then, I, I could have given her supporting actress for a Rear Window. Rear Window, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy yeah. with that. But I mean, Judy Garland, I think she yeah, just went. That's, that's she just went ham in the movie. And on top of that, I mean, we also missed out on like one of the all-timer Oscar moments because she was in the hospital. Judy Garland was yep. about to have a baby, and they had the camera crews right there, ready to go for the go, ready to go for the acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. And then Grace Kelly wins. Yeah, we talk uh, about Angela Bassett bam. not feeling good. Just imagine. Yeah, that. yeah, that's kind of. Yeah, you have, you have the freaking ABC camera crews like, all right, let's pack it up, guys. We gotta go now. <laughs> uh, get out of here. Uh, my number four, uh, punt from Hunter earlier. Uh, Carol Reed winning Best Director there over Stanley go. Kubrick, <laughs> yeah. 2001: A Space Odyssey. Like it not being even up for picture is baffling enough. And then it being in for director and not getting into picture, I think, is even weirder. And just the sh- I I think this was just like a classic case of like the Academy not knowing what they have until it's too late. Mm-hmm. I think if you probably go back and ask them, like I think it's another case of Citizen Kane where it's. Like, it's obviously, like, one of the most important, like, pieces of film ever made, but it's definitely one that I think a lot of the love has come in retrospect. And so how it didn't, like, it not winning is obviously not surprising, but when you go back and look and see that he was nominated on, like, Best Picture, then it's just like, okay, what's what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Number three is a movie that I'm so, is so funny that it's now kind of having a small little resurgence due to its presence in a recent Best Picture nominee. And now people get to be reminded that this movie is not, in fact, the greatest show on Earth. (laughs) Number three, Best Picture winning 1952's (laughs) The Greatest Show on Earth. One over the nominated High Noon, which, I mean, that already, I think, is one of the best Western movies ever made. And Gary Cooper's Best Actor win is really, really good. However... The real greatest show on earth was not even nominated for best picture that year. And that's debatably the best musical movie ever made. And that's singing mm. in the rain. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. And, and, and it, it bites even more seeing how much they loved an American in Paris, like the year prior. 
um, and, and every to them... music at, musical afterwards. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like they they would love to shower Arthur Freed and his unit with all the Oscar love, but like this one, this one case, they were like, you know what? Let's nominate G- let's nominate Gene Hagen for supporting actress, and we'll call it a day. Yeah. Still, uh, my favorite musical of all time. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm at least happy that like it's tied with West Side Story. Like, they're literally, like, right there for, like, mm-hmm. my favorites. So at least I got West Side Story and 10 Oscars out of that one. So I like, that's I like how your, your your feud has been reignited this year. Babylon and Sound of Music and Fableman's Greatest Show on Earth. Like, <laughs> both are in here. They're both back this year. Uh, one's at the very beginning of one movie. One's at the very end of the other, pretty much. Uh, and my number two. Uh, oh, boy. I don't know how they could mess this up this bad with so many good contenders right there, but somehow driving Miss Daisy won best picture. (laughs) And I have written down for my alternate in parentheses and in all caps, literally anything else. (laughs) Dead Dead Poet Society of the nominees. I'd say Dead Poet Society. I would give it to. Mm -hmm. Then you have Field of Dreams, which Shout out to Alex Helmer. Yes. Terrible take of his. <laughs> uh, born on the 4th of July. Uh, yeah. Probably not my favorite Oliver Stone, but again, would have been a better yeah. winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, my left foot, prob- probably the bottom of all the yes. other four nominees, but I'd still say it's good. And then the obvious snub, where the fuck was do the right thing? Yeah, that That's just like absolutely atrocious to me. And... It not even being nominated is still, I think, one of the worst like Oscar crimes. And I, I think mm, that original screenplay that year is so tough because you had Do the Right Thing and Dead Poets Society going up mm-hmm. against each other, which like that for me, I think, is my easy top two of that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll come back to number one later. All right, Hunter, what do you got? Uh, let's see here. Let's work away here. Um, four. Uh, okay, I have this one's personal, but also not personal as well. Argo winning best stacked screenplay over Lincoln. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yep. I mean, it's still baffling. Ben Affleck wins the DGA, the Critics' Choice, the Golden Globe, and the BAFTA. No director nomination. Mm-hmm. So once, it, once you know, I talked about the Dune rule, you have to win screenplay or director to win pictures. So once that happens, Warner Brothers is like, oh, shit, we have to win screenplay now, and throws their whole campaign behind that. So then that's how it happened and then nobody could agree on screenplay that year like BAFTA was Silver Lang's playbook Critics Choice was Lincoln Golden Globe was well it's combined so it was Django Unchained and then WGA was Argo so once that happened Argo took it like come on guys like I'm fine I I want Steven Spielberg to win for Lincoln I'm fine he didn't but the screenplay is the real powerhouse of that movie Mm -hmm. along with Daniel Day-Lewis of course like you can't watch that movie and be like oh yeah the I, I don't know how you watch Argo and it's like the screenplay is the best part of that movie. It's like, no, it's the directing, it's the editing, it's the overall production of the movie. And then the, the, the best part of Lincoln is the screenplay. Um, Number four, I've hinted at pretty much this whole, the whole run of this podcast, all these episodes, Coda over Power of the Dog. Oh, wow, that's really high. Wow. Yeah, I, I, uh, a movie winning Best Picture is supposed to last. Now, we don't know if it'll last forever, but I really don't think... I mean, will, will Power the Dog last forever? Probably not. But it should have, because it is such a interesting film to watch and watch again with what Gene Campion is doing with it, the performances. It is such an interesting movie along with it. And then Power, Coda is such a 
you watch it once and I have no feelings to ever want to watch it again or even watch it in the first place. Oh man, that movie made it's me cry. Fine. That's this is my such a hot take right This now. is my revenge for all you all the nine other shots I've taken. <laughs> oh, I, I I got I got I got a few coming your way. Okay. I mean, um, I love the power of a dog just as much as you do, Hunter, but I'm like Coda. Coda is just like so special and unique, but Yeah, I'm with I'm with Chris. I like I like Power of the Dog a lot. And I was yeah. th thank you to Power of the Dog. I actually went back and rewatched the piano because I hated the piano when I first saw it when I was younger and I, I respect it now. It's 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 cute. Um It's cute. <laughs> shout out shout out to Hunter shaking his head. Probably, probably my favorite film score of all time is the piano ah, i like yeah. it plays the piano on the, yeah. they play the piano on the beach good stuff and it's it's a great <laughs> piano no it is a good movie uh, it is a very good movie yeah, i i right, agree I'll, with I'll, everything there thank you I'm, i'll win you right back dances with wolves winning best adapted screenplay over goodfellas <laughs> oh good that's a bad one i love how I we're all attacking dancing with wolves in different categories this is wonderful well, none of us have yet aren't, aren't you yeah, all no, I, I, I went after ghost but I, I was back in Goodfellas. Yeah. I, I know. I well, I also figured you guys would have Dance with Wolves attack in other categories, and you still might. But it's a good movie. Definitely not better than Goodfellas, and I'm okay with it winning Best Director, Cinematography, Score. That's fine for Dance with Wolves. That's a big production. But like, a bet, adapted screenplay is where I draw the line. I was like, okay, like uh, the screenplay of this when you compare it to Goodfellas, which is hey, I want to give. It's it's Martin Scorsese's right there, and that's. Along with everything great about Goodfellas, the screenplay is so good and interesting. The narration, everything about it is so good. I think Dance Wolves is the worst of those nominees that year. So that awesome. winning is pretty bad. Aren't you all happy that Kevin Costner is leaving Yellowstone to work on his next <laughs> directing feature? Yeah. I'm upset because I love Yellowstone. So I'm like, stay on there. Uh, that's it. That's your two, right? I, I got one more. One all right, hold, more. Up, hold off on it. Actually, no, yeah. Since Jack and I, I think have the same one, what's your number one? No, I have two left. That's oh, yeah, two left. Right, go two, for yeah. it. So I'll give you my one more left. Is that what you want? My yeah, one right it. here in the whole. Okay, this one's also uh, uh, person. This one's very personal. And oh. I know some of you might like it. American Beauty winning Best Original Screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, screenplay. Okay, okay. okay sure, Screenplay. Sure. Now, I know picture, I'd take it out. I would too. I, I'll take I'll take away every award for it. But this is the one where I just looked at this category and I was like, the hell? I wouldn't even nominate it. Mendes winning director, pretty bad, but whatever. Kevin Spacey winning actor, no. sure. I, what, I mean, bad in hindsight, but like, yeah. it's not, it's not yeah. bad in the movie, so like, whatever. whatever. But then when you and go Annette Bening should have ironic, no, the best, yeah. the best performance in the movie doesn't win, which is yeah. and then and then when you go to the the other nominees, you got uh, the Sixth Sense, which everyone makes fun of M. Night Shyamalan for his twist, but like, that was the big one. That was the, mm -hmm. that was the one that started all. It's a great his one. best twist known to Oh, be. yeah. Yeah, like being ever. John Malkovich. Uh, such a weird imaginative movie that, you, how would you write that? Uh, Magnolia, I'm not going to say anything more. You already know what I mean. <laughs> uh, Toxic Turvy as well, the Mike Lee backstage comedy. No one's seen, Ooh. probably, but it's such a good movie. When you talk about movies, we reevaluate, like, 20 years later, and we're like, ooh, that's a bad movie. This one was way ahead of the curve, and it looks back on old times, and it's like, yeah, there's some cringy-ass bad stuff in the past, but we can still look back on it with some humor, with a critical eye as well, and that's a great screenplay. So then you have American Beauty being all those, beating all this. No. 
No, no, we're not. That's fair. Yeah, I'm, 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 I didn't know we we were bonding on this. I don't. As, I'm not big American on American Beauty. Beauty. Fan, as like, an American Beauty fan, that's the Oscar I'll allow you to dock. That's okay. That's See, that's why I was like, I'll take my shot where I think I can get it. Whereas, like, picture, obviously, I take everything, but like, you know, whatever. Like, I remember watching American Beauty, and I thought it was fine. And now, mm-hmm. like, as it's aged terribly in the last couple of years. The, the, the last time well, I watched it. Well, it's only it, aged I, terribly because of Kevin Spacey. That's yeah, I mean, I just don't think crazy. the movie's that great. I would have, I, and I'm not really a big Sixth Sense guy, but I probably would have gone Sixth Sense. The, the last time I watched it, I kind of, like, went back and did my own Oscars. And I'm like, wow, I would have gone, like, completely different than how that, because I would have, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I might have given it cinematography, score. I think Thomas Newman. Yeah, the cin- this, like the cinematography is great on that. So like yeah. I can't, I couldn't kill just, it like the above the, the like, above yeah, the line dominance. Stuff. I was like a little excessive, but yeah. alrighty. And then for me, uh, number five, sixty third Academy Awards, Dances with Wolves beats Goodfellas. I mean, we've we've <laughs> had this discussion. Yeah, we've had this discussion many many times. Dancing with Wolves is a fine movie. It's not better than Goodfellas. Uh, shouldn't have won director either, but whatever. All right, sorry, Hunter. Number four, fifty fifth Academy Awards, Gandhi wins Best Picture. There it is. A movie yeah. no one cares about. A movie that the director himself said it should not have one best picture or director. Um, my winner is vi- my winner is the obvious E.T. The Extraterrestrial. Oh, won- that movie gives me nightmares. The movie that has made me cry more than any movie in history. Uh, I, it's my favorite Spielberg movie. I I adore E.T. Uh, well, and the rightful best picture winner of '82. So said I the won't. so said the winning director of the Oscar that year. True, but you know, too bad. Not what happened? Yeah. <laughs> I was like waiting for a, a, a nice pun back comeback. Uh, shout out to uh, Richard Attenborough's taken as the, as Chris Kringle in Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Oh, there you go. Should have won an Oscar for that. How about that? Probably. I don't know <laughs> what, what, year was, right what, what year was. What year was? Or or give give him I don't know best supporting actor for Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. he's great. Who was ninety three? Who? Oh, that's Tommy Lee Jones. Well, yeah, we can get rid of that. I, I haven't uh, seen the future though. I gotta see that. Though. All right, number three, eighty first Academy Awards. Uh, Slumdog Millionaire wins Best Picture. There's an obvious thing here. Uh, it changed the Oscar wow. landscape forever. Uh, we expanded to ten because of this movie, or sliding scale Wally, because of this movie. Right? It's Wally. It's Wally. <laughs> the Dark Knight. Definitely. The best. Am movie. I the only one here who does not like Wally? Oh, I love Wally. It's, it's, I adore it's pretty it. good. It's if Stanley Kubrick made an animated film. That's the way I, I view Wally. Yeah, all right. Calm down. That, that I, was, I never that, uh, seen that as before. Interesting. Yeah. And I just think watching it now in context of 2023 landscape, that movie hits like a lot harder with the way society yeah. is as a whole. Um, but, but yeah, uh, Dark- Wally or the Dark Knight? Well, you could say both. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, that's, I, that's what I was confused. I was like, they're both, you both could say correct in that. Yeah, the, in society. <laughs> the Dark Knight, I mean, I think it's a perfect, it's perfect. I, I love everything about it. Uh, I mean. You, with, would, you wouldn't have gotten, given it to the reader? Come on, man. I don't yeah, know, really? man. The reader was a tough second choice. Oh yeah, tough second no, choice. I, I don't even like the reader either. So don't worry. That was such a. Ter- I mean, I, I, I rewatched Slumdog this year. I don't get it. I really don't get it. I don't get the hype for Slumdog. Yeah, either, it's so messy. Like I. So- so not good. N- not for nothing. I only really like the scenes when they're playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah, I'll just say, the yeah. movie came out right during the financial crisis, the Great Recession. True. So it's a very feel-good movie, and I have no big data or anything the, the campaign machines behind all the studios was a lot less because there's not as money going around much yeah. money going around 
So when you have a feel-good movie like that that can really just play without any effort. I wonder if The Dark Knight does. When you have, does... like, The Reader and Milk and, yeah. like, other movies that are like, eh, you know, whatever. I w- if The Dark Knight came out now, I think it wins picture and director. Do you but do you watch the Dark Knight and say, Oh, it's just a superhero movie? It's so much more than that. Yeah, but yeah, is, is everybody gonna say that though? Like I don't know. I mean, look at something like that's less in, lesser in quality like Joker lead nominations three years ago. Yeah. And the Dark Knight is such a no superior shot of winning best picture. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like and the Dark Knight is such a superior movie to that. But... It'd be nominated for best picture. Probably director because Christian Nolan did get like a DGA nomination for that. So he was. I think that was. A, I think that was a surprising snub too that he missed, along with picture that he missed director that year too. Do we know yeah. who was who was the who was the slider? That I, don't rem- that I don't remember. Uh, it's it's the five for picture. So it's Stephen Daldry for the reader. What the <laughs> hell? Uh, Danny Boyle <laughs> for Slumdog. You have Gus Van Sant for Milk. Uh, mm, David Fincher, Fincher for Curious yeah. Case, and you, and you have Ron Howard for Frost Nixon. Yeah, we can get rid oh. of uh, Frost Nixon. <laughs> I like Frost Nixon. I like it more than Curious. Yeah, keep it a screenplay. I think. I like it more than Benjamin Button. Yeah, or like I like Ron Howard, but then yeah, you're like Christopher Nolan's not in there. You're like okay, guys, like yeah. And then you go to Inception as well, where it's just like all right. Um, number two, uh. Yeah, I don't think this is a Dave pick because another actor was nominated for an Oscar. This is absolutely, like, warranted. 33rd Academy Awards, Burt Lancaster wins for Elmer Gantry. Um, <laughs> Elmer, once so, again in the comments. So, um, my the rifle Over. the rifle winner, would, like, I don't even think it's fucking close. Uh, it's Anthony Perkins and Psycho. Like, it's, yep. not, <gasps> like, yeah. it's not even close. How good Anthony Perkins is in that movie. It's my third favorite performance of all time. I absolutely adore Anthony Perkins in Psycho. And yeah, I've talked about it many, and to, many times. To add, I, I didn't realize like how, like I knew it was up for like a couple Oscars, but like I didn't realize Janet Lee was up for supporting. Which which goes into like, our this... argument we've had in the group chat about Hel- our boy Alex Helmer saying that she's a lead and she was nominated in supporting that year. In... <laughs> <laughs> um. I would have given her the win too, but that's another conversation for another do time. Do we know? Do you know who, off the top of your head who won that year? Not Janet Lee. No, that's all I know. <laughs> I am useless for that. Uh, but yeah, that's okay. my number two. Uh, Jack, hold off because we're the same. We, 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 we've got it. We've got it. Yeah. Hunter, what do you got? <laughs> my number one. All right. Well, I'm, I'm a little um, not happy that you actually already mentioned it, Dave, here. It's for a movie I kind of like. But the win is pretty all time bad. It's Ron Howard winning for a beautiful mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. you're gonna give it to David I, Lynch? I well, I disclose that I like Ron Howard's movies. Mostly. Mostly. I mean, doesn't have a distinct style. He makes competent film Apollo thirteen, Frost Nixon, Thirteen Lives, Rush. All great movies. Mm-hmm. Even a beautiful mind is really good, but best director. Jesus Christ, over, you have David Lynch from Mulholland Drive. I mean, mm-hmm. no one else could make that movie, and you still don't know how David Lynch yeah. made that movie. You got yeah. Robert Altman for Gosford Park. Look, I know it's not fully Dave approved, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was his fifth best director nomination, his most liked movie because it won screenplay, and he won the Golden Globe. He has, the you know, his whole career is about big cast, big ensembles, and this one's a huge one. So will be right there for him. Ridley Scott for Black Hawk Down. He had just lost Best Director last year in Best Picture. I really don't know how Ridley Scott pulled off Black Hawk Down in terms of, like, technically Matt Good, the geography. It's so much chaos going in this battle, but you feel at least you've controlled it a little bit. And then 
What was the other one? Oh, Peter Jackson Fellowship of the Ring. I know they weren't going to give him for the first one, but like it's still so much unparalleled skill and uh, starting off that one. So when you have an all-time lineup like that, to me, is close to the 75 and close to like 2017. When you have the one guy, I'm like, I don't think you even should be in here to win it all. It's really bad in hindsight. Where all those other directors that, because David Lynch doesn't have an Altman never have one, Scott doesn't. These three all-time directors who don't have an Oscar win, and they easily should have gotten it that year. So that's why that was mine. Where it was just like every other winner would have meant so much more, and then mm-hmm. to give it to Ron Howard for, especially when he, we could have done our thing, Dave, where Ron Howard wins for Apollo 13, so Mel Gibson doesn't win. And then David Lynch can win to us with one, which would be great. And then life would be so much sweeter. Yeah, not an Oscar winner, David Lynch. Sad. Uh, I mean, that's what the honorary Oscar's for. Alrighty. Uh, Jack and I have the same number one. It's not a, like it's the most disgusting Oscar win of all time. Te- technically, this would be my number one, but I you know, you knew we had it. I could do something different, you know, because yeah. 47th Academy Awards. Art Carney wins Best Actor over Al Pacino in The Godfather 2. And not just Al Pacino in The Godfather 2. It's already bad enough that it's Al Pacino in The Godfather 2 because that's my favorite performance of all time. I would feel even I wouldn't feel as bad if Jack Nicholson won. I don't think you'd even feel bad. I think you'd be it it I mean this to me is like had it gone our way, I I think the all time great best actor race is 62 peter o'toole versus gregory peck mm-hmm. or to kill a yeah. mockingbird in lords of arabia had this go the way we would have liked it would have topped it easy because i think godfather 2 is obviously i think pacino's best work ever and there's a real case you can make that chinatown is jack nicholson's best movie so and i mean to me pacino <laughs> i think gives the greatest performance of all time mm-hmm. in godfather 2 and yeah you went with harry and tonto a movie I've never seen. Hunter, you're you see a lot. Have you seen that? God no. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I got no no point. It's it's. I don't. I don't even know. I mean, the, I mean the the, the old, academy the really love the, the honeymooners. The only thought press. The only thought process. Like yeah, the only thought process process that comes to mind is it's definitely the more feel good movie of the three because it's about a man and his dog that like goes on a trip. And he's a TV veteran, you know. He was mm-hmm. in the he was in the honeymooners, but I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, granted, like these are probably <laughs> these are like two, maybe two of like the darkest roles you could have nominated for best actor, Nicholson and Pacino. But like, you've got debatably the two, if not the two best actors of that era, and debatably their two best works ever. It's just like it's- you you had a perfectly good coin toss that would have gone either way and you fucking threw the coin into the fountain it's, it's like, a, no, it, we'll no i guess we'll never know it would be if this year we have the michelle yo Kate blanchett race and andrew riseborough just comes out of yeah. nowhere woods yeah Which i just i just looked it up the other two nominees dustin hoffman for lenny great movie, right? great great <laughs> performance like, yes i'm you know and then albert finney for Murdering Orient Express, also a great performance. So they went like, the crash route. They literally went with the literally, worst they, of the bunch. They picked driving like, Miss Daisy. They picked the yeah. worst possible. Outcome. But then you, but then you loaded the other four with like all-time leaders. Not even like, oh, these should, definitely should have won. These are like the four greatest. Not well, maybe not Albert Finney, the greatest all time. But like those are of that decade and slash all time. And I think what they, makes it even more frustrating for me is that this isn't like Malcolm X. That movie wasn't winning any Oscars. Godfather yeah. 2 is winning picture. Mm-hmm. It's winning director. It's winning supporting actor. It's winning screenplay, score, cinematography. And 
you leave the focus of the film out of your yeah. wins. It's just and, and, so and then obnoxious. again, on the other hand, the, the, the second placer is also right there. Yeah, and they go for the movie that I'm pretty sure has one nomination. Yeah, yeah. In, in art, in art, Carney. Yeah, yeah. And, that's why I think this makes it the most frustrating because we have two performances that like are the anchor of both movies and it's oh yeah it's so frustrating and i love chinatown we don't talk about the director but i love chinatown very yeah. very much it uh, wasn't directed by anyone actually it wasn't yeah, yeah. It hunter was just... went back hunter went back in time and directed it that's why that's, that's, that's why it's so ghost, good ghost that's why be, that's why he's so pissed that it lost like, what the hell is <laughs> all that working um but yeah any uh, chris you had a you you made a uh, uh noise when we mentioned pacino do you agree with that or yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I'm 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 on board what you were saying, so not to worry. I'm not adding anything new. Thank God, thank God, Fred Astaire didn't win Best Supporting Actor for The Towering Inferno. <laughs> then we then we'd have th- then we would have to cook through all three of the uh, Godfather what? supporting performances. Because even because like if De Niro wasn't there. Oh, then it's Kazale. Oh, well, yeah. Well, he wasn't even up. He wasn't even nominated. Yeah, I was going to say, and we also can talk about that, how there's another possibility where supporting actors, literally four Godfather actors, and John Houston from Chinatown. Honestly, to be honest with you, I love John (laughs) Houston in Chinatown, but I think it it should have been all five. I, I, I'd kick Duvall and put John Houston in for Chinatown. Okay. I I think think John Houston's really good in that movie. Yeah. I I, think if he... if if he had won, I mean, it would suck if he won over De Niro. I wouldn't be like too, like it wouldn't be Art. It would it would have been a hell of a win. Because John Houston's great in that movie. He's so fun yeah. for sure. All right, that wraps everything up. This is a very fun, long, long episode, but I think it was well worth it. We had a, I had a great time. Uh, in the next coming weeks, we are going to be doing Chop Talk, where we'll be looking at Sleepaway Camp, uh, two thousand one, <laughs> A Space Odyssey, The Sandlot, in person, in person. Us. The Sandlot on four nine, and then uh, the following week, the e- we're going to be breaking down the Evil Dead franchise where Hunter takes a vacation. And... I'm on I'm on break with Chop Talk of this. I'm I'm kind and of the Sandlot right <laughs> too, right? I'm on I'm on load management these next few weeks. Like we're just... right before the playoffs. Basically, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jack, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Letterboxed, and you can also find all of us over on the League of Cinephiles, as well as the Critic Circle. Hunter? Uh, you can find me at thecinemadispatch.com. I got reviews for new movies coming out. I have my 2024 Oscar preview where I break down almost all these movies you talked about, plus a bunch more. So it'll be hilarious if I'm totally right or totally wrong. So no matter what, it'll be great. And Kristen, thank you so much for being on today. Where can thank everyone you find for you? Having me. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Um, you can all find me on Instagram at Miss Flamingo, and I am part of the League of Cinephiles as well. I am all over the place, so if you just type it in on there, I'm there. And then I'm also the co-host of the MK Productions podcast as we just celebrated our 100th, 100th episode, which we'll be releasing very soon. And yeah. Thank you guys for having me. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully I can come back. Absolutely. Talk something different than Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find me at thecinematicreel.com and you can find me on Cinematic Reel on Instagram. Find my work on Rotten Tomatoes as well. Until next week, see you at the movies, guys.